This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome to the Big Brother Canada 8 Roundtable Podcast. This is the podcast where we break down everything from the feeds. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Melissa. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing good. Hopefully this uh, YouTube stream is working now, and hopefully I'm not having any more technical issues. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for our first roundtable of the season. I uh, can't wait to talk about everybody and figure out what the heck is going on this season so far. Mm, yes, uh, YouTube giving us some uh, some serious issues tonight. So uh, this is probably going to be uploaded after the fact, but you can join us on Twitch. Although if you're hearing this, you're only seeing me on Twitch or Periscope or Facebook, uh, wherever you would like to join us. But we are live there if you want to join us live. Uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties tonight, but uh, for those listening at home, you didn't have to deal with it. Um, but you'd also didn't have the fun of hanging out and, you know, chatting about and, and having a laugh about all of this. So in, in some real sense, you missed out. Uh, also with us tonight is Brent. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing so great. I'm so excited to talk about Big Brother Canada and to tell you guys my favorites and who I'm hating on. I know you guys have already seen my ratings. So unlike most times, you actually know what like a little bit of what I'm thinking about some of these people. But I am I'm so excited to get into it. I am loving this season. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we are we are live on Twitch, Periscope and Facebook, not on YouTube tonight, but uh, you can still join us and uh, and hang out as we go. But uh, this is our first roundtable of the pod of the uh, of the season. And uh, we're very, very excited. Very excited to bring the round table for you. It looks like Twitch uh might be having some troubles as well, but no no, they're 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 fine. Okay. We're we're good. Everything's good. Nobody needs to freak out. Uh the plan is the plan. We don't need to we don't need to be running around trying to flip votes like crazy people, flip uh flip you know, video platforms. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. But we're here to talk about the week in Big Brother Canada eight. It's been uh it's been a bit of a, a bit of a week 
a bit of a week. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about it all here. Um, how uh, how has how has it been, Melissa and Brent? I haven't uh, really been able to hear from either of you since the feeds went live. So uh, how how has the season been for you so far, Melissa? It's been crazy. I mean, I can't even understand what's going on. It went from one minute to the next basically there are some really fun characters so far um i think the strategy is a little all over the place um but there are some people that i'm really surprised by uh either pleasantly surprised or in the negative sense surprised and um so that's going to be interesting for the ratings i feel like everything i thought coming into the season is wrong so that's uh, that's what we got going on here. Um, I'm having a little bit of trouble watching the feeds this season. I told this to you guys how like normally uh, it's a lot easier for me because you know you've got Big Brother US, which is at my time. I'm West Coast and it's easy, but uh, for East Coast Canada, it's a little harder. But normally I can follow along with uh, the uh, like Big Brother update Twitters and then go back and rewatch all the important parts and all the stuff that happened throughout the day. I've told you guys that it seems like I'm watching all the wrong stuff so far. So I really need to get my strategy down. I ended up watching like, just like nonsense, I feel like. And I'm like, wow, there's not very much strategy going on. And then all of a sudden I watch Taryn's update in the morning and it's like, so much happened today, all this crazy stuff. And then I have to go back and figure out like what the heck happened that I missed. It's been a process and I will get a handle on it. But right now I feel like totally lost and confused but you know that's fun yeah well i think we're all a little lost and confused tonight so <laughs> it's fine um brent how has it been for you like if a podcaster talks in a woods and no one is around to hear it do they really even say anything that's what i want to know i feel like that's what's <laughs> happening right now um i have a similar experience to melissa because our one of our favorite updaters big brother uh, daily is not updating anymore mm-hmm. and that is the person i always used to watch on twitter to fill in the gaps like when I'm sleeping from, you know, 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. And they're not doing it anymore. And then there are other people who are doing it. But they, you know, every, like I, I mean, I have a way that I like to watch stuff and get updated on stuff. And when one of those ways is taken away from me, then, you know, it, it makes it a little bit more of a cumbersome experience to go back and then grab stuff. Because, like, I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday from like, you know, 6 to 2 a.m. And that's when, like, prime time happens in the Big Brother mm-hmm. Canada house. And that's when there's a new HOH and all the stuff is happening. And so I'm doing my best to also get caught up. But I actually do feel like I have a pretty good handle on what's happening this season, who's playing well, who's not. And overall, I am super excited about this cast. I actually don't know if if people out there listened. Um, so Mark D from the Pretty Boys actually has a podcast um, and he, where he is, you know, shocker, a reality alumni has a podcast. But he is talking about Big Brother Canada and he did like a cast assessment and then he brought Adam Pike on to do like a uh, recap of the first week. And he talked about how messy these people were and he was like, you know, I don't know if production likes this because production production loved our season. We were just like, you know, one straight shot all the way to the end. You knew exactly, exactly what I said. I know, right? Exactly what you said. I was like, where have I heard this before? I know I've heard this before. And then uh, he was like, you know, he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, the fans loved our season too. And I'm like, I guess if you're counting Taryn, maybe. I don't don't know a lot of people who really enjoyed Big Brother Canada 7. I'm really enjoying Big Brother Canada 8 a lot more. 
Yeah, I, I have I have noticed, you know, um, I, I, I've noticed, I think, a little bit more than usual that uh, this season uh, that I'm not seeing a lot of like what's happening uh, on Twitter. Like I'm I have been for the last five days or whatever, just like been in the feeds like just. That's where I exist, I think. Um, and so, like, I, I'm taking notes, like, all day long right now. Uh, and I'm noticing that, like, a large portions of what's happening are not being updated on Twitter, are not being even... I'm, I'm looking at Jokers. I'm looking at other sites. There's huge chunks missing. And normally, I feel like uh, there, a lot of that stuff is covered. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I guess that means, you know, the, the updates are extra valuable for now. Um, no, it's true. It's true because that's how, honestly, like. Oh, no. <laughs> God dang it. And it's a bad picture, too. <laughs> it's a bad image. I'm like watching myself frozen with my mouth wide open. Anyway. <sighs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yes. Is that I feel like I also like Grant was saying, like when you have a way to watch something and you're like used to doing that for years, like it yeah. makes it hard when that switches. And not only that, like I always watch with podcam. And so that way I know everything that's going on, every conversation. And if I'm interested in one, I switch to that. If I'm interested in another, I switch the audio to that. And so I know like at least like, oh, okay, so-and-so is talking to so-and-so. It's about this conversation, whatever. I get that. Now let me move on to this one. Now I'm like, I have to watch. <laughs> go back. Gosh, darn it. And then go I know it's frustrating. I'm sorry. Honey. Pause. And then <laughs> you guys react to me. Pause. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And okay, I just am not gonna move. I'm just gonna like stay stationary. So at least, <laughs> yeah, that won't work. It's just very frustrating because it's just like I'm watching one cam all day, and then I have to go back and watch the other cam, like because I probably missed stuff on that cam, and I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what 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 a, what a night here for the, uh, the Big Brother Canada it's Eight bad. roundtable, first of the season. Um, but but it's fine because we've got great content. We've got a great podcast coming your way. Let's talk about the week uh, as a whole so far. There's been a, there's a lot to, to to cover because we missed first the first entire week. Um, but we also have, of course, uh, what's happened this week under Chris's HOH. So um, we're going to go back now. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, the Roundtable podcast, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are normally a little more put together, um, but uh, what we do here is we recap the week on the feeds, which means uh, full spoilers for everything that has happened on the feeds. Um, it's, we try to take a sort of holistic approach uh, as opposed to the live feed updates, which is a day by day recap. Um, and we talk about the whole week and then we're going to uh, rate all of the house guests on a scale of one to ten based on how well they're doing, how we view them as players, what they're like to win the game is um, and then uh, we uh, we have we have a lot of fun lots of laughs to be had and uh, you know <laughs> we, we we laugh at ourselves and and life and <laughs> big brother uh, so <laughs> let's talk about what happened so obviously we saw on the show that uh, the house guests entered the house right away Nico Chris Min and Sue were voted as the least popular with Canada and they were immediately put in danger um, Min is going to win the first competition which grants her safety then Chris wins the second one now 
apparently uh, what we have discerned from the feeds since they came back on, obviously we didn't see this happen ourselves and it was left out of the episode to some degree, is that apparently Chris and Nico were pretty close um, and they were kind of bros and that uh, Min tried to flip the vote to keep Nico. We saw that a little bit on the show as well and that failed pretty disastrously for Min uh, as Nico eventually quit the game. Um, and uh, was one of the reasons why both Chris and Min seemed to be outcasts at the uh, at the start of this week um, when the feeds came on. Uh, so obviously we saw the Nico quit. Um, Melissa, uh, h- how did you feel about the Nico? You weren't you haven't talked about this yet. How did you feel about the Nico quit? Um, it's frustrating because, you know, I I do agree that it's a situation where he didn't quit prior to the first competition or the second competition or whatever, he quit afterwards when he knew that like it came down to social and he wasn't going to get to save himself. It just seems like it, it just seems like giving up at that point. And I, I don't respect quitters in this situation, especially not right away in the game um, when there isn't some sort of like medical reason or something, because, you know, people would like, die to be on that show like there are so many people applying every single year who are just wanting to be on it and if you don't care enough to even try then like forget it and that's honestly similarly how i feel about carol's situation um i don't think that people should be convinced to stay and same with sam um last year i i think that or was it last year or the year before i don't know sam in big brother us like i just think that honestly all the seasons are blending together right now um, but I just think that people shouldn't be convinced to stay. If you want to quit, go leave. Like let's like, there's the door because other people, you know, want to be able to play and other people are, have been dreaming about this and you're taking up somebody's spot. So just like leave. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it, I have no sympathy for quitters in this game. And like, you know, that, that's how I feel about it. Yes. And we are now live on YouTube. So. Yay! <laughs> Hello, YouTube. You haven't missed much. We've just kind of been doing the preamble so far. Um, but uh, we are we're talking about the first week and how uh, Nico ended up quitting the game. All stuff that you saw in the episode um, and uh, what we saw happen after Nico quit is that they had an HOH competition that Chris is going to win. And then he's going to be like flexing like, mm, yeah, look at me. I'm a flexor. Yeah. Um, and then he's trying to show off uh, all the time time all the time uh and so uh chris is i just i really love uh, this whole that whole episode with chris was just so fantastic (laughs) um between all the flexing and the uh not recognizing his mom and uh, i I have a little update on that like i've listened to his mom like then some alumni were talking about like his mom and what she said she said that the lighting when you come in like you know she has a hat on okay Mm -hmm. and like the lighting is sort of spotlighty so he can't tell exactly who it is and he wasn't looking at his mom he was looking at the name tag because i don't think he's like the, the most massive fan of big brother so he's looking like i think they either told him or maybe one of the house guys told him like look at the name tag because they're going to be wearing a Wendy's name tag and that will tell you who it is so if you don't recognize the person just look at their name tag like if it says Ika just say Ika hi Ika what are you doing uh, and then within like he was like hi Kim like he never looked at her that I saw or that, uh, yeah, that he like, could 
Yeah, oh, no, I, know. I, I went back and rewatched the scene. He stares right into her face multiple times. And he, uh, she yeah. hugs and kisses him. Like, I mean, he, he I looks like, not he sees the name tag. He says, hi, uh, Kim, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And then he looks at her. They hug. She kisses him. They step back. He looks straight at her and says again, like, uh, like, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. And then yeah, she yeah. says, yeah, also, she said don't you something recognize me. Yeah. And uh, and he's still staring at her, and he's like, "Mom." <laughs> I like absolutely like I I can guarantee you that if my mom hugged or kissed me and said something to me like when she was hugging me, I would know it's my mom. Like I would absolutely know it's my mom. There's no way that I'd be like, "Oh, who's this random person?" Like I I just I don't believe for I I just can't believe it. It's something okay. that's so. Un- Unbelievable. I think the problem was Big Brother. Oh God, the problem was Big Brother Canada. Um, my no mic almost fell down. I know, right? The, the problem was Big Brother Canada because they should have done. They should have pulled a Sierra Easton. They should have had Mom on the name tag. That's what Doom said in the chat. Like the name tag should have said Mom, and then he would have realized because no one calls their mom by their first name. At least I don't know anybody who does. Uh, so like that would have been more appropriate in this instance, but whatever it was funny it was a good laugh you know wait like i was living for chris in this episode all right well i would feel so insulted if i was the mom <laughs> like i come there and it's like i'm excited for the reaction and he gives literally no reaction it's like oh it's been like a week like come on I, no but i don't God. know i feel like i'd at least want my son to recognize me like i'm mean, like that would be a start oh my god people are You'd be so disappointed in your daughter if she was in there putting her heads on shoulders not recognizing you when you came in um anyway uh what happened on the feeds though as chris won the, or as chris won the hoh he immediately bros down with kyle uh who starts to work on him uh kyle and sheldon had both tried to start working on chris prior to the hoh competition which gave them both a bit of a leg up although chris was still kind of skeptical of sheldon because he was worried that Sheldon had a final two deal with Michael. And as we know, Chris is not a fan of Michael because he's in the way of Chris and his lovely dear um, Madeline. Um, and so uh, so he uh, Chris wants Michael out and he also is worried about Sheldon. Um, but. Kyle is going to help kind of push this over from Sheldon and Michael to just Michael. And a plan is formed to uh, to put Brooke and Hera on the block so that Chris can backdoor Michael. Is this a good plan, Melissa? I mean, I feel like it's the first one. I kind of think it's like just put like JL and Michael on the block. Like, just put them both on the block. If you know there's a four-person alliance and everyone else in the house is like, yeah, we should get these people out. These guys are a, four, a strong four. Just put them both on the block. You don't need to go through this whole, like, weird, like, deception thing. And I guess, like, he thought that this was, like, some, like, wild, amazing strategy or something. And I think, honestly, like, this is only some wild, amazing move that's, like, a game-changing move if you've never seen the show before. I think <laughs> yeah, this... Like, pretty standard backdoor situation. Yeah, I mean, the question is, was this a good move for Chris, and was this a good move if your plan is to get Michael out? As to the latter, I think it's an okay plan, but I agree with Melissa. I would have been much more comfortable with plan I, with the plan, and I can't believe Brooke or uh, Sheldon or somebody didn't say this. Kyle, anybody who had influence with, with Chris, to be able to say, you know what? 
the veto can go bad here. It can really go bad. Anything can happen. Once it's out of your hands, they literally can hijack your HOH by freezing the nominations. At least put one of them on the block. That way we have assurances. Like just use, you know, Re as a pawn or Maddie as a pawn. Something like that would be good. But they didn't do that. They went ahead with this crazy plan. And honestly, I wanted it to backfire on them. If not for the fact that Brooke and Hira are on the block, I really would have wished for it because they deserve to have this plan go bad. It was just a bad plan from the start. So many things that could go wrong. There's no need to backdoor a guy like this. You can just, again, you 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 can at least put somebody of his alliance up there. Or as Melissa said, just put JL and uh, Michael on the block. But of course, Chris doesn't want that because he doesn't want to get JL out. He wants to get Michael out. And why does he want to get Michael out? Because he's hot for Maddie. And he's not, he's not, he's not happy that all the girls aren't falling all over him because Michael's in the house. So again, th- that, that's whether or not you want the plan to work. As for whether or not it's a good plan for Chris himself, I think this is a terrible plan for Chris to get rid of Michael. Terrible. Like, you have to look at Chris. He is an absolute mammoth beast of a man. Like, he was sitting in the hot tub a couple days ago, and I tweeted out a pic of him saying, Honey, that is a man with a capital M. He is everything. The fact that he doesn't recognize that he needs more big bodies in the house to get attention off of him is absolutely nuts. I mean, there is no... Uh, item in the big Bro- in Big Brother parlance greater than a showman's, and especially a showman's with a really built guy in it. Like if you have Michael and Maddie still in the house, people aren't going to be looking at Chris. They're going to be looking at Michael and Maddie. They're going to be worried about them and whatever they're doing, especially if, we- if they're in a four person alliance. But he doesn't see it that way. He decides I'm going to go for Michael. I want to get him out of the house, and so here we are. Here we are. Uh, no, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Actually, I I, I think that. If you think about it, and I think you're totally right to call out like a fan who would kind of know not to do this. The very first lesson ever learned in Big Brother history when playing this version of the game was Mike Boogie learning in season two the first week that putting up a pawn as the first HOH is not a good idea. You cannot you cannot let the first HOH turn into a referendum against you. You have to put up two people. You're, you're fine with both of them leaving. Either one of them could go. It's fine because if one of them is somebody that you don't want to leave, then the house can turn on you because it's the first week and everything is still pretty fluid. And if the house turns on you, you will now forever be the person the house turned on in week one and you will forever be maligned for that reason. And it will cost you in the game and it will cost you in the end if you somehow manage to make it there. You need having a successful first HOH is a huge advantage in the house and making sure it happens that way. The only way to ensure it is to make sure that you can't lose and intentionally giving people two options one where you lose one where you win it gives people the opportunity to make you lose and that's what chris has done this week yeah exactly and i will say that and we'll get to it and you know the the trials and tribulations of michael and him trying to stay in the house if he it's almost like the presidential election if you make it a referendum on the incumbent you might have a chance but he's making it a referendum on himself He's trying to keep himself in the game by offering like, here's what I can do for you. Here's what we can do for you in our alliance. And I really don't think that that has traction. I think he would be better served if he could somehow demonize Chris. But unfortunately for him, even though Chris is a bit of an oaf, he's actually a pretty nice guy. So I think he's going to have trouble in that respect. 
So that is the plan. Uh, he is going to execute that plan, but there's some more to talk about. Now, the House has kind of divided up in a few different ways. Uh, we'll get into that when we talk about the state of the House. But the relevant information here is that Vanessa is involved in an alliance that we saw on the show, KVBS or whatever it was. Um, and uh, that alliance is part of a bigger alliance uh, called Six Feet Under. Um, and that alliance of six, uh, which uh, includes uh, the core alliance is Kyle, Sheldon, uh, Brooke, and Vanessa, and then the additional two to make the six include Suzanne and Carol. Uh, and th- those six are a secret alliance that have, uh, you know, representatives in most corners of the house. Uh, it's a very successful alliance formula. We saw it work very well for the Pretty Boys last season, and they only had four. Um, we saw it work extremely well for Derek and the Bomb Squad slash Detonators. Uh, back in season 16 of the U.S. version. This is a dominant strategy in Big Brother, as long as you have the right people involved who are willing to stick together. That's where this alliance has failed. Uh, they included one player. Uh, her name is Vanessa, and she doesn't like being in, a li- in an alliance, um, especially with people like Kyle, even though he is her number one and she is his number one. Um, well, not any longer. Uh, but basically, <laughs> Vanessa doesn't like it, doesn't like the alliance, doesn't like the people. She wants out. Um, she has decided that she she feels like the uh, that she's not heard in the alliance. She's not listened to. She feels like she's at the bottom of it. Um, I talked about this. I've talked about this a little bit. Reminds me of, a, a little bit of Devon in season 18 when she was in the middle of two pairs at the start of the game. She was in a five person alliance with two showmances. She was like. I can't be in an alliance with two showmances. That's terrible. I want out of this. Uh, When in reality, that's like a fantastic spot to be in because you're positioned really, really well with two great big meat shields in front of you. And if worst case scenario happens, you make it to the final five. They're still targeting each other before you. It's just a great place to be. But she didn't want in. Do you know that Davon still defends that move, by the way? I just want you to know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, she's literally like in my textbook of like how to how to learn Big Brother. She's literally there as a great example of what not to do for them. So, oh my goodness. Um, so, <laughs> well, she anyway. had a great exit, at least. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. she's look great character um but uh so vanessa's a little bit in that spot where she's in this really really crushing spot in the game but she doesn't like it um and she doesn't like kyle and so uh she's starting to feel like she wants to do other things um however (laughs) before that happens there's a little bit of a hiccup now brooke and hira do get nominated um hira ends up winning the veto uh and we'll talk about some of the veto stuff as well this is a complicated week but hira has the veto and there's a little bit of shenanigans that go on where brooke had or sorry uh vanessa had been talking with um with min min lee who was uh an outcast at this point but has kind of had a good relationship with vanessa and has been talking a little bit of crap about kyle and so At one point, Kyle told Vanessa something that Vanessa thought could only have come from Min, so that Min definitely ratted her out. And so, with that information, she went full blast and said to Kyle, Min wants you backdoored. She lied about this. She pretended that Min wanted him backdoored, tried to get Min backdoored that week. 
Chris shut that plan down. He said, no, Michael is the target. And so then when Vanessa went to Min to try and clear things up, Min managed to flip Vanessa back over. And now she hates Kyle again. And if this is confusing, I'm sorry, that's Vanessa. Uh, So now she hates Kyle again and she wants Kyle out. And now she is firmly with Min and Carol, who has also joined this trio against Kyle and to break up the Six Feet Under alliance, as well as the KVBS alliance to some degree and i promise this is all relevant um so that's where that kind of went uh another thing that's happening although let's let's just stop down there for a second so so you guys can comment on vanessa to this point uh because vanessa has been just uh all over the place to to, i go ahead i I have shit to say so go (laughs) i'm just gonna say i feel like I'm partially convinced, not fully, but I'm partially convinced that Vanessa's just like employing an anyone but me strategy where it's like she doesn't care who it is, who goes, like whatever, as long as it's not her. And she's just going to like align with whoever and talk to whoever and be friends with whoever or hate whoever as long as it means that she's not going to go that week. And that's like what I'm thinking is going on. Otherwise, like it makes absolutely no sense to me. So I'm like trying to find the logic in it. And so, like, I I mean, because I'll be watching it. And I'll be, I'll see a scene where Vanessa and men are talking and they're like, oh my God, you're my favorite. You're the only person I love in this house. Like, you're amazing. Like, da, da, da. And then like two seconds later, she's like talking about how much she hates men and men should be back door. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what's going on here? So, I mean, if Brent can explain it, then like, <laughs> please explain it. Uh, well, I think that uh, Aria Goddess in the chat had it right when she said that Vanessa reminds her of Jayla from Sequester. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch Sequester with Taryn and I, there yeah. was a, a fabulous contestant uh, named uh, Jayla Rocks. Uh, she went really far in the game, but she made some nonsensical decisions as the game moved along. At least Vanessa has the decency to get her to get the crazy out of the way right at the beginning. Like she, it's it's basically the first week, and she's already doing it. But like Jayla made nonsensical game decisions to the point where, like, I was trying to see the through line of what she thought, and it was just impossible to see. I will say, uh, Melissa, that I am with you in terms of being totally confused and bewildered and bewitched by. Vanessa, like there were times where I've been watching her on the feeds and I'm like, you know, I I had to have missed a conversation or maybe like I I need to flash back or I need to see something. I'll see what I can do. Um, But obviously I've missed something. So I'll go to Taryn. I know what I'll do. I'll go to Taryn. He'll know what happened. So I'll just listen to the update in the morning and then I can get caught up on like, what, like, where is this coming from? But literally for the past four days, all Taryn has been like on the update is like, <laughs> like <laughs> I got no clue what this chick is doing. Yeah. So uh, she, I've never seen somebody who's willingly in like such a good spot who just wants to torch her game. She I just like wants she, to actively lampoon it. Go ahead, Melissa. I feel like she's she's so quick to turn on people. Like, yes, if she hears one thing or like if she thinks one thing or if they say one thing, it's like. That switch is flipped and it's like, oh, I hate that person now. Yeah. And then how she like goes to the next person is like, oh, I hate that person now, but I like that person again because they said this nice thing to me or whatever it is. It's like she just like flip, flip, flip. Yeah, that's the thing. Stacked has it right in the chat. Nobody knows, including Vanessa. I am 100% convinced that Vanessa cannot even tell you 
what her plan is, what her idea is, what she wants to happen, who she's aligned with, who she enjoys, who she wants out at any given moment. I, I, I just don't feel like there is any substance to what she's doing. It's just like a robot that literally has like the on switch permanently on. And so she's just she can't shut down. She's just got to do stuff. It's, it's Taryn explain this. Well, so I've heard some people try, try in, in an attempt to explain what's happening. They've looked at the like the last day or so and they've been like, well, here's what she's doing. This this must be it. She's just trying. She just sees the writing on the wall with Kyle and she's trying to jump oh, off the sinking ship. Like that's that's all it is. It's very simple. But I think that the people who are trying to explain it that way are forgetting that she She's the one that sunk the ship like 48 hours ago. Thank you. Thank you. That is the part that I don't understand. Like you can't be like, well, this is what she's doing to get off the ship or save the ship when she's the one who caused the ship to sink in the first place. Yeah. I mean, like, like everybody is now talking about like Kyle as a sinking ship. He is, he, his downfall has arrived. Everyone is against him. That is 100% on Vanessa would 100. not have happened without Vanessa Min 100. was with Kyle Min was with Kyle until Vanessa turned Min against Kyle turned Vanessa also turned Carol against Kyle and then Min has subsequently gone and helped turn other people against Kyle as well um, now you might say that people like uh, uh, like Hira and maybe Jamar could have been anti Kyle without this from ha- without this happening uh, certainly the evictors might have been upset with Kyle um, after what happened but with Vanessa in place to help mitigate the damage um, and and Min out there like working what she was doing like th- none of this would have happened Vanessa uh, has I, I said she took she took a, a rocket launcher to the bottom of the ship and just went here we go um, like uh, and and then jumped off like with with like a, a couple of floaty devices um, not even a not even a full raft um, and then at one point she was like no bad floaty device and she killed it and then she was like actually no I, I miss you come back uh, <laughs> so, that's and honestly if we're sinking Kyle's ship I'm kind of okay with that oh yeah I'm 100% on board with this stick him around so, oh you know. my god what a, what, a, what a he's such a baboon like he, he, he's such an idiot uh, what, whatever. Moving yes. On. Uh, Kyle, who the first like two days of the feeds. Now, I, Kyle is a player that I described uh, when the feeds immediately came on as like this guy is just he just plays full force the whole time. There are a lot of players like that in this cast. Um, but Kyle is a very he's a very big guy. He's a very aggressive personality and strategy in the game. Um, now, he what he was doing was very effective at first because he had the foundation of this secret six person alliance behind him um, and so he was he, he was capable he found himself in a power position and then just worked that power position endlessly but what happened is that Vanessa turned on him cut away his support he still doesn't even realize that it's happened and so now everything that he's doing same stuff but without the support and it's dropping like a like a stone in the on a ship we're just talking about ships um, it's, <laughs> it's the anchor on the ship but it's gone right through the ship uh, is 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 what's happened here, Melissa. Honestly, something that I was thinking about is like, so I hate the scenes where he's like with Chris, Kyle's with Chris, and they're just like growing it up and being like, 
and he's gassing him up basically like, like Kyle's gassing Chris up and Chris is so excited about his move and he's like I have a name for us like we're gonna be like whatever he, he never the generals about, yeah the generals and like so excited about it and you could tell he's like so pumped on it and then you've got like Kyle like gassing him up saying like this is amazing oh my god this is so great and then like literally the second that conversation ends he goes to Sheldon and is like I can't even say it. it's so embarrassing oh my god okay <laughs> what are you doing like and it's just like I feel like that's a bad game move like as much as I also feel like it it makes me like cringe because it just makes me sad because I don't like it I don't like to see someone immediately like I just feel like I feel bad for Chris essentially when that sort of thing happens but then I also feel like it's not a good game move because I think that if that ever gets back to Chris which like it absolutely could that looks so bad for Kyle like to be like mocking him outright and telling him all and telling Sheldon and everybody else all the details. I feel like there's certain things that like you can share with your like quote unquote like alliance. Um, but I also feel like you should keep some things mm-hmm. close to your chest and not reveal certain things like the name of the alliance or whatever. And then you could like tell like at least if Chris ever finds out you said anything, it's not like, oh yeah, he was like outwardly mocking you and, and making fun of you and saying he told me how stupid the generals was and how stupid your plan was and all this sort of stuff. It's like I feel like there's a way to do it where it's like, hey, this is this like this is what he's planning and not give all the details. And then if it ever gets back to to Chris, you could kind of explain it away. Like, oh I had to reveal this one thing, but like you and I are still good or something. I don't know. I just feel like for a game move to just like go out there and just reveal all the information. I feel like knowledge is power. And if you're not going to use that knowledge properly, like, I don't know. It, it's not something I think is a good game. Yeah. I my, my advice for big brother players is always that, you know, uh, trash talking people, it is a bonding thing in Big Brother often. I mean, everybody does it. There's nobody oh, yeah. that just avoids trash talking people. Even, even the pure hearted, the most pure hearted, like Nicole from Big Brother 21, uh, engage in a little bit of like Jackson, what, what an effing effer that guy is sometimes, right? Um, and, uh, the thing about it though, because you can certainly use that as a bonding technique, but I, my advice is always try not to be the instigator of those things. No if somebody exactly, if somebody else starts trash talking to you, then you can be like, "Oh yeah, definitely." And like You're give like, examples and like, you know, c- contribute a little bit, but don't try not to say like actual incriminating things that can be used against you. Um now some people have gotten away with this. Uh, Andy of course was infamous for his uh, trash talking bonding sessions where he went full force um and never got in trouble for it one of very handily in the jury. Um, but what we have seen, as Melissa pointed out, is that this has immediately come back on Kyle. Um, he said a comment about Carol and uh, we'll talk about Carol as well. Carol wanted to quit the game at one point, And so he said he was so upset about it that he wanted to throw her bag over the rail. That's what Vanessa used against Kyle to turn Carol against him. Um, he, he said he had been making fun of Chris at various points in the game Prior to Chris winning the HOH, um, he had been talking to Michael and telling him things about uh, about Chris and how Chris had a theory that Michael and Sheldon were working together. Chris gave Michael the heads up about that while he was making fun of Chris. And Michael has now told Chris.
Chris about it, and Chris now knows he can't trust Kyle, and it makes him very sad. But now he only trusts his girls, um, and so yeah. uh, it, this it's it has it, this has definitely immediately come back around here on Chris. Um, sorry, Kyle. Hmm. Yep, those names. Those uh, names. We were talking <laughs> about that before the podcast. We are. I just. I just want to prepare you guys. I'm sure all of us at one point are going to substitute Chris for Kyle and Kyle for Chris. Yeah. Like until one of them's out of the yeah. house. Two big yeah. beefy bros whose names start with a cuss sound and, and they're like a single well. syllable and like four to five letters. Um, so you know what, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, so, uh, so what happens is Hira and Brooke are on the block. Hira wins the veto. Yay! Um, now there was this whole, but there was a whole plan to convince the evictors, which uh, are Maddie, Michael, Jay, John, Luke, and uh, and Rianne, uh, that the real backdoor target was Min. And Min came up with this plan. She said this to uh, to uh, to to Chris, and she said, "Hey, just tell them that I'm the target because they want to target me." Um, and so they—that's they, what they were pushing on the evictors, and they were saying, "Maddie, if you win the veto, use it because we need to get Min out." But when Hero wins the veto, he's able to take himself off the block and the plan goes forward as uh, as it was planned. And Michael is going to be blindsided with the back door uh, and the plan for everybody involved in that plan was to act shocked. Oh my God, we all thought it was Min. Part of this was because they spent so much time trying to convince Maddie to use the veto that they were like, this makes us look so shady if we knew the whole time that we need to pretend that we didn't know in order to justify that in the past. And so they all were planning on going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, the problem is these people, they don't coordinate very well. They never get in rooms together to just like all talk and, and like, agree on a plan and so uh chris immediately outed all of them by saying everybody was involved in this everybody knew and chaos reigned in the house as people scrambled to try and figure out what to do brooke very quickly and i think handled this the best of all of them just said you know what I knew she's still lying a little bit. She said she found out the day before and that she was already on the block. And what is she going to do? She didn't have the veto, so she didn't say anything. She's sorry. Uh, maybe it's a cowardly thing. And Michael's like, it is a cowardly thing. You made a bad decision. You're a bad person. Uh, and then he's like, why won't anyone else own up to it? She's a bad person. But why, why isn't anyone else opening up to me about this? Um, and so that's what she did. Sue is pretending that she found out right before the ceremony, which is an obvious lie that they see through Kyle is swearing on his children I knew nothing about this how dare you even insinuate that I might have known anything about this it's uh, it's insulting I just feel ganged up on Michael who's been backdoored I feel ganged up on right now that you might suspect that I might have had something to do with this even though Chris is my best bro no I knew nothing this is so bad. I mean, like Braden had it right on the update with you earlier today. You have to own the blind side. It makes them feel so much better. Like they're not going to feel great, but if you at least own your shit, then people are going to come around eventually. If you continue to treat them like they're stupid and they're going to continue to feel stupid and they're going to get more and more angry and more and more, uh, uh, upset at you because you won't come clean with the facts when they can see the facts. Like if the facts are open and everybody knows the facts, and you're not admitting to the facts, you're just going to drive them crazy. So just own your bullshit. Like, for, like I'll just let me back up. This whole plan 
to make Maddie look so stupid by getting her to use the veto was so misguided to, to, to begin with. I can't even believe that Sheldon and Brooke went along with it. I can sort of give Brooke a pass because her ass is on the block and she maybe feels like she has to do something. But Sheldon, I, you have to know this is going to come back and bite you. Like There are going to be consequences. There's going to be an invoice to pay for behavior such as this. So then later on down the line, when everybody finds out, and everybody is going to find out as they're finding out now that there was a plan all along to get Michael out, you're going to be one of the last people to know. You're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look untrustworthy. And all of the remnants of Michael's previous alliance now knows that they cannot trust you. Even somebody like Kyle, who's saying, I swear on my kids, bitch, it's the first week and you're swearing on your kids on an obvious lie. You just used up all the credibility that you had in the house ever. Like, it's just gone. Nobody can believe anything that you say anymore. So just shut up. I don't understand how they didn't realize that. And maybe this is just a reflection of these people and how messy they are. They just have no semblance of, of, a, of a cost-benefit analysis of their game moves within the house, Melissa. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, for the record, uh, the other people that are continuing to lie about this, Min is denying all involvement, but she is currently getting away with it. Jamar also inv- uh, denying all involvement. They both were very involved and knew. Well, Jamar was less involved, but he very much knew uh, far ahead of time. They're both denying all knowledge, but they're both the difference between them and Kyle right now is that they are getting away with it yep. for now, which is very important to note because uh, they have they are beginning to have working relationships with the evictors. Uh, Jamar much more so than Min, um, and uh, they trust Jamar a lot. They don't really trust Min, but they're trying to work on Min because they need her vote. Uh, if this information is revealed at some point, it will probably cause a lot of uh, distrust. Let me say something. Them. I think this is the perfect time for Min and Jamar to come clean because they, the, the nominations are already in place they, and they need their votes. The evictors need the votes of Jamar yep. and Min to make a run at this in order to save Michael. This is the perfect time for Min and Jamar to go to them and say, you know what? I just want to come clean with you guys. I didn't know about the plan. I made a bad call. I, I see that now. I made a bad call. I'd like to keep Michael. Um, I'm going to try to make it happen. Um, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. I don't feel good lying about it. I just want you to know the truth. I feel like if they did that, that would be so great. And it would earn so much goodwill with I don't them. No, I don't know. I feel like because Melissa, they're going to find out eventually it's going to come out. I think but- they could, they could, they could couch it in a way that's like, I, I heard about it. I heard rumblings of it, but I didn't think it was true. So I didn't say anything or something like that. I feel like if, I feel if like that's, say, that, that's disprovable though. But I think if they say, I want to come clean to you and tell you the truth. It means, so you lied to me. Like, I feel like that was my first reaction is like, so you lied to me. How am I ever going to trust you? Like, okay, cool. So you came clean after the fact, after we were just like all buddy, buddy and being pals and friendly to each other. Like that's not, that's not okay. So I, well, because they need her. Like I said, the difference here is right now, but then the second he stays in the house, it's, it's over. Like, I, mean, I feel like if that look, if Min actually is part of the contingent that saves Michael here and they save him, if the evictors come to power, they ain't going after Min Lee. They're going after other people who had more to do with trying to get Michael out of the house. So I feel like, again, this is the perfect time for her to come clean, but I don't think she's gonna. I, I agree with you, Brent. And I think that the events of the last day uh, kind of go along with what you're saying as well, where um, now 
One of the interesting quirks about Vanessa is that she just seems to have it out for Brooke. I have no idea why she's never actually outright said it, but, um, but she has, she even way back when the feeds just started, she was trying to make sure that when Chris wanted Brooke on the block as a pawn, while Sue and Kyle were trying to work to get Brooke to not be nominated, she was just like, well, you're just going to have to basically accept it, Brooke. And then when they were talking about who is the veto going to be used on, Brooke or Hera, um, Vanessa was talking about her preference would be to leave Brooke on the block. Um, and she said that to Min. She said that to Kyle. Then the next day, she actually went to Kyle and uh, or sorry, to, yeah, to, to Chris and uh, and said to Chris that, hey, I think we should reconsider who we're using the veto on. I think that if we left here, uh, left Brooke on the block, that would be better for us and actually convinced Chris to use the veto on Hira instead of Brooke and then blamed it on Chris when she talked about it to other people. Um, and then Sue had to go in and, you know, undo it. Uh, and so she she really just seems to have something against Brooke. And I'm not sure what it is, but she has continued to talk about, like, do not go to Brooke. Do not talk to Brooke. She wants this whole alliance blown up. Maybe that maybe the whole thing comes from Brooke. I don't know. But uh, but Brent, you're gesturing like you have some insight. I just don't like remember this is somebody who she's supposed to be in an alliance with. She's in six feet under with Brooke. I don't understand why she is so consternatious with her. I don't know if that's a word. Whatever. (laughs) She is such a bitch when it comes to Brooke. Like what are you doing? Like there are so many other fish to fry besides Brooke. What is your problem with Brooke? And, and again, this is one of the things where I'm like, I have to have missed something. Like there, ha- there, ha- there has to be something that I've missed. Or maybe there's something that happened at week one and we'll figure it out eventually. But I have been able to figure out nothing. Taryn, Big Brother updates, online Big Brother. Nobody knows shit. We don't know why <laughs> Nessie doesn't like Brooke and wants her on the block. And it was like, as Taryn correctly pointed out, and I was thinking about this, it's not like Vanessa would have had the votes to get rid of Brooke, even if she did stay on the block. Like, let's say it was Brooke and Michael. I mean, I mean, which I know it is right now, but this, and this is before the veto happened. So she was talking about she wanted Brooke to stay on the block and they were originally going to take Brooke down and she wanted Brooke to stay on the block, but she doesn't have the votes to keep, to get rid of Brooke in that instance anyway. So she just wants to what? Punish Brooke and Watch make her, her feel suffer. uncomfortable. She wants to suffer. She wants to. She wants to make her uh, walk through the streets and yell shame, shame, <laughs> Brooke. Like, what is your problem with her? Oh my yeah. god. Well, that's now becoming an important part of the week because uh, Michael is campaigning. And uh, as we know now that Vanessa, uh, Min and Carol have all turned against Kyle and Min has been turned against Kyle so much that she is now single mindedly just aiming at Kyle must be destroyed at all costs. Uh, it has to be next week. She's convinced that Kyle is coming after her because that's what Vanessa told her, even though it's not true. Not true. Um, that Kyle uh, maybe will come after Min in like three or four weeks. Um, but she is convinced that Kyle is coming for her next week. She's convinced that Kyle is Dane and that uh, he has the whole house under his spell, although now she's been uh, she's, re- she's realizing 
realizing that that's not true, but she still wants him out. Um, and she's very single minded about it so much so that she is willing to hear Michael out when he says he will go after Kyle. If Michael will go after Kyle and Brooke won't, then maybe I should keep Michael in the game, even though literally everybody else in the house is also going after Kyle at this point. But that's okay. Um, but she's considering this as an option. And then, uh, Carol also not a fan of Brooke. Brooke opened up to Carol about her past, which involved some, uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but like, uh, she, she talked about like having trouble in relationships and, uh, she's had problems like, uh, being uh, open and honest with, with people in her life. And so Carol took that to mean, oh, she's a liar. Uh, can't trust anything she says. Um, and so (laughs) Carol is very anti Brooke. And so she wants to flip this vote as well. She wants to keep Michael. Uh, Vanessa seems to be on board. Hira is somebody who also wants to flip this vote. He wants to keep Michael because he wants to work with the evictors. He had a relationship with Brooke, Sheldon, and Sue, but they kind of neglected it. Didn't really tell him much. Didn't really bring him in. He was on the block next to Brooke. And so... He felt like he was kind of pushed out of that, left out of that. And so he decides he wants to go over to the other side, try to work with the evictors, which means uh, trying to keep Michael. Now, if you're counting the votes as I'm talking, uh, then you can probably see that if you're you need seven votes because Chris will break a six, six tie in uh, Brooks favor. So uh, seven votes includes John Luke. Rianne and Maddie, who are three solid votes, definitely voting that way. If Hira votes with them, that's four. Then Min, Vanessa, and Carol all make seven. So they can flip this vote if they want to. And they all do want to. So the question becomes, will they? Uh, and we'll get, we'll get to that question. Uh, we'll, we'll circle back to it, I guess, because we also need to talk about, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about the vote. Let's talk about the vote. Then we'll circle the Carol, the Carol thing. Um, so that's where we are right now. That happened today that all of these people have talked about flipping this vote. Um, they uh, also pitched to Jamar and Jamar is pretending to be on board with them. Now, the, Jamar is a very key element here because Michael really trusts Jamar. He opened up to him about his military experience and he really is counting him as a vote. And so Michael is pitching to Jamar and Min and Hira and saying, hey, we have all of you guys. Um, let's all come together and make this vote happen. And so for a brief moment, Min thought this is happening because Jamar and Hira are on board. Carol is on board. Vanessa is okay with it. This is going going to happen. But what happened was Hira then finally had his conversation with Sheldon, um, uh, Brooke, Sue and Jamar, where they finally started to solidify something together, which they had been talking about but hadn't gotten around to and in that conversation they talked about like you know will we go after kyle brooke and sheldon were kind of like we don't really need to which is correct but not in this context um and uh but ultimately it was an overall good conversation for brooke uh with hira because it it kind of got here like okay i don't need michael to stay so then when hira went and talked with min afterward uh uh min asked hira who are you voting out 
Uh, Jamar was there as well. He was involved in that conversation as well. Uh, Jamar is now pretty firmly. I think we should keep Brooke. That's what that's what the house is doing uh, here. I didn't feel comfortable enough in that moment to tell uh, to tell Min that he wanted Brooke out. And so he said, yeah, that's probably what we're doing. And then uh, Min was like, oh, OK, so they lied to me because they said you you guys were both locked down. Um, and so now Min feels like the votes aren't there. And she's talked about this with Vanessa. And uh, and so the the vote flip has been shut down for now because Min doesn't realize that she does have the votes to make the vote flip happen. So it's very likely that it could come back together at some point, but that's where things stand right now. Very much fluctuating in the air, and there's a lot to talk about here. So, uh, uh, Brent, how, how, how do you feel about all of this? Well, I, I mean, the, the problem that I see is that Min thinks that she needs Jamar. She does not need Jamar. Uh, that's the problem. Maybe she thinks she has to have Jamar on board because she has this weird sort of flirtmance, homance, whatever it is with Jamar, which is very fascinating. And I love it. They're absolutely my two favorite people in the house. I love but, it so much. Yeah, I, I don't know if she feels like she can make a move without him. I hope she does feel that she can make a move without him. Like he can go his way. She can do what she wants. So she has the votes to make this happen and to make to uh, keep Michael in the house. who will then go after Kyle, which is what they want. You know, again, somebody like Brooke, I love Brooke, but I don't think she's doing a lot for them personally. I think she'll she'll be more of a problem for them later on than than somebody like Michael ever would. I think that Michael is not a great game player and thus he will be easier to take out later on. He will also be a big, obvious target, whereas I feel like Brooke will not. You want to get somebody like this out in the beginning of a reality TV game. You want to get out the, the person who fades into the background, the person that nobody's putting a lot of thought into, somebody that can slip under the cracks. That's Brooke right now. And I feel like they would, it would be good for somebody who's chaotic as men to get rid of Brooke. But she doesn't know she has the votes at this point. But there are two days left until eviction. So I'm still hopeful. I, I don't want to say I'm hopeful because I love Brooke. And I also like Michael. I think he's a good guy. Um, but I, I'm really over the sort of, you know, regular pretty person, white showmance. And like, I, I'd like to see a new storyline, which is like what I feel like we're getting from Jamar and Min. And thus, if Michael stays in the house, I feel like we're going to get more of Michael and Maddie. And I really want to see more of Jamar and Min. So I don't want to you know. see any more of Michael and Maddie. <laughs> I want Michael out. He's fine. Okay. But like, I mean, I like Brooke. Um, I think she's in. Here's the thing. I'll just say, like, I like Brooke, but I feel like she is just stepping in it left and right. Like, I just I don't feel like she has a lot of agency in the house. Everything she does fails. She doesn't. She's not been able to. She's not been able to move one heart or mind. Block. Like, I feel like I. I I know that. I mean, I thought she did a good job in her conversation with Chris, and I I was impressed with it. And I feel like Michael. I when he had his conversation with Chris, I was like totally turned off. Totally disgusting. Well, yeah, he, he was angry though. Buddy yeah. or whatever. It was so like, ugh, disgusting. I don't know. I just maybe I'm high. Yeah, l- yeah, l- l- go ahead. Let me say, in terms of like which one is better to what Michael has just been whining ever since he got put on the uh, block about how 100%. it's unfair and it's immoral and, like, oh, and ha- the people who lie in this game shouldn't be here. Only the good people should be here. He's literally said those things. The good people should make it to the end, like me. Um, and that if I 
I was HOH, I wouldn't lie. I would just tell people exactly what was happening the whole time. That's how the game should be played. Uh-huh. Um, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, and it's been super obnoxious. Uh, yeah. But I will also say that I do actually very, very much disagree, Brent, that it, this is the right move for men. I think this is a terrible move for men to f- try and flip this vote for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one of which is that Michael and, uh, and Maddie, they need her right now, but they don't like her. Maddie hates her. Uh, she might give them what she wants, what they want right now, but they will turn on her very quickly. Uh, just, and they are a very tight four. <laughs> Along with that, there you have the problem of Chris, who is like fully on board with a lot of these people in order to make this happen. Chris will need to uh, be she'll need to betray Chris because Chris wants Michael out. She'll have to stab him in the back. Chris doesn't trust Kyle right now. But if Min does this, he will be forced back into Kyle's arms because he has nowhere else to go. He got betrayed by everyone except for Kyle. In fact, I think this vote flip, Michael, I think this vote flip (laughs) helps Kyle uh, dramatically. I think it helps Kyle because the house is already very much against him. But if the vote flip happens, it solidifies his allies with him and and it tips him off that everybody is against him. And now he knows who to target and who to deal with. Um, I guarantee you, if Min flips the vote, he will go to Michael and JL and start to try to deal with them. If they're in power, they probably won't buy it. But if he is in power, he definitely will try to make a deal with Michael and JL and be like, you know what? We both got screwed over by Min. She was playing both sides. Did you know that she was in on the plan to have you backdoored? Did you know that she was the one that came up with herself as the, the decoy? And Michael be like, oh my god, I didn't know. She's playing us both. And Min is totally effed in many different directions <laughs> if this happens. Uh, and not only that, but she thinks that she can do this without letting anybody know that she did it. She thinks that she can secretly flip the vote and yeah, then not I- take any responsibility which will only make her look even shadier (laughs) Uh, i think think that (laughs) she could be gone as early as next week if she makes this happen and i was just before today actually really high on her chances moving forward in this game i think that there is a ton of reason for her to keep brooke around and continue on the path that she has been uh, on for now because it's been a pretty successful path uh but she really she's really just single-mindedly just focused on needing Kyle out and like I said I think ironically this move could actually help Kyle and hurt her uh, in the game and so uh, I, I'm I'm definitely yeah. watching this very okay. closely so okay like this is why Terrence better at Big Brother than me I, I agree with everything you just said <laughs> wow, I think that's fair Let's go but crazy. like see, but like well, I have different I have different goals though see I, I just want to see the comedy of Maddie and Min in an alliance together that's what <laughs> that's I feel what like I they've want. been in an alliance for like two seconds and they like, hate each other it's punishment for us because then we have to see the evictors all season and a maddie michael showman like, yeah, the evictors aren't gonna win anything that. i mean like well, come yeah. on i mean they might win something but they're not gonna win the game Look, like everybody knows about we, them i think if we get rid of one of them whoever it may be maybe that opens up the others to do something and i think that like if we get rid of yeah, michael i feel like he was like the main driving force in that alliance and once he's gone i feel like i mean who knows what's gonna happen with them maybe they'll you know, split off and maybe become interesting. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Yeah, and again, I tweeted this out that 
like it's 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 Big Brother 101. It, what you want to have happen is have two sides of the house battling it out and you kind of sitting out of that battle. Right. And that's what Min has actually. And I, I'll say this. Min has impressed me over the last few days up until the fact that she wants to flip this vote uh, by her managing to flip Vanessa, which, you know, Vanessa's hard to control um, and uh, and position herself pretty well. She's actually talked to Hira and has, uh, you know, uh, made a deal with him and is trying to work with him. She's got Carol. She's got Vanessa. She's been working on Jamar. Um, she's got a lot of relationships. She's positioned herself decently well, and she's gotten it to the point where the remaining evictors, JL, Ree, and Maddie, will go after Kyle, and Kyle will go after the remaining evictors, and she gets like a couple of weeks of freedom uh, if she just lets that happen. But if she intervenes, if you take two sides, and they're fighting, and you decide to intervene and say, no, I am going to decide the outcome of this particular battle, then both sides go, wait, who are you, and why are you interfering? Uh, maybe we should team up and focus on this interfering person. Uh, we see that happen all the time, and I, I fully suspect that it would happen uh, in this instance yeah. as well. I think that that means that the heat does come off of the evictors for a little while, and having a tight four that are super loyal to each other, where some of them know each other a little bit outside of the house, um, I think that's a very dangerous uh, uh, group of people who can probably make it very far if Michael survives this vote. Um, I don't I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon if Michael survives this vote, because a lot of people have to blow up their games in order to make it happen. Um, so uh, the entire trajectory of the season is completely dependent on which side of things ends up winning out this week. Well, let's hope that Min doesn't realize that she actually does have the votes to get this done. <laughs> because I mean, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of time. So the question is, will Min realize that she can make this happen with uh, with uh, Hira but not Jamar will she decide that she wants to do it with Hira and not Jamar will she decide that she wants to go through with it and piss Chris off like is she willing to make that happen I think that she might because she still thinks that she can do it secretly if that's if she thinks she can do it secretly I think she'll go through with it even though it might piss people off because she thinks well nobody will know which you know we'll see how that plays out like we have seen like with Veronica and like all of these people who have tried to do similar things in the past right um so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here but uh, i think that we are in for a uh, an interesting couple of days leading up to the eviction as uh, as we see what happens with this vote there's one more thing we need to talk about before we get into the state of the house. And uh, that is uh, in the veto competition. It was a very physical competition. Carol competed in the competition and she just felt completely physically drained and beat up afterward. She uh, she got a tooth like loose or chipped or something. Um, and she just felt very down on herself. She doesn't really like her position in the game socially. She feels like there's so many big personalities in the house and, uh, and she didn't expect it to be like this and she just doesn't want her, uh, to, to, to break down her body. She wants their, uh, her, her, uh, her child to have a mother, right? Um, and so she decided that she wanted to leave the game. She packed up her bags. She went into the diary room. She told them, I want to quit. Um, and they let her quit. She walked out <laughs> yeah. of the house. We don't Bye. have to deal with her anymore. She's not there. She's, She's not going to be dragged to the end. Who have not been watching feeds. Carol is gone. Uh, 
Yeah, that, no, that didn't happen. I'm just no, kidding. they convinced her to stay. They assured her that her dietary needs would be met. Um, again, we don't know exactly what that means because they cut the feeds every time they come even close to referencing it. But uh, I've said this before. I don't expect that she will ever be on slop uh, in this season of the game. Um, that, that is what I fully expect, whether or not it was in writing or whatever, um, that I, I don't expect her to ever have to go on slop. Um, and she, her, she is on, she is, uh, she has a keto diet which is why her dietary needs are important she needs to get back on uh, ketosis um, in order to feel better um, so that's that's part of it um, so that's that that's it they convinced her to stay she still wanted to leave after they convinced her to stay that whole day but then the ne- the following day she says she feels a little bit better and um, and so that she uh, she she's here she's here to stay for now um, I, I again we saw this happen before if you're convinced to stay you usually will go back and try to quit again at some point. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, this is this is just the invoice that Big Brother pays for letting Nico quit during the first week. I mean, he was one day away from them actually having a vote and he decided he was going to walk and they let him. They didn't like I mean, I don't know. We don't know what happened that week. We didn't have feeds. We didn't see what was going on in the diary room. Maybe they tried. But I if they would have really impressed upon him the gravity of the situation, and how, like, look, this really looks bad. If you quit, then other people feel like they can quit, and it just creates a chain reaction. Um, I, I guarantee you, that's the reason why Carol went into the diary room and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit the game, too. Because she saw somebody else do it, and they were allowed to do it. So why can't she do it? Like, this was a bad call from Big Brother. I, I, again, I don't It was one day. One, one effing day. It couldn't make him wait one day. That's all. I'm sorry. I, I don't think his mental faculties were being harmed by the fact that he needed to wait one more day that he willingly signed up for for the Big Brother game. But anyway. Yeah, honestly, I I am very against quitting and I'm very against uh, convincing someone to stay who wants to quit. I think if someone wants to quit that I, you know, the most they should be doing is saying, are you sure? And then Would you like say, to talk to someone? Yeah, get a psychiatrist say, in there. I'm cool yes, with that. Yes, I'm sure. Like, if they say, yes, I'm sure I want to quit. Then don't sit there and be like, please, no, God, no, don't quit. Just let them walk out the door because clearly they're not going to be fun to play. We're not, like, they don't care about winning. They don't care about the game. Like, it's just taking up space and it's taking up a week of eviction because it's just going to be pointless. So, um, like let them go. That's fine. They're not going to be good in the game anyway. Like, you know, it, it sucks because it's like, uh, I think Carol, I, I really like Carol preseason. Not that I don't like her now, but I'm just saying like, it does suck that like someone who you do like preseason and are excited about seeing to play turns out to want to quit. Like, yeah, that sucks. And they're going to leave, but you know, if they want to leave, they want to leave and they're not going to be fun anyway. So bye. Yeah. Two things to the show. If somebody wants to quit, let them because they're not going to be fun on the show probably. Um, and then second, uh, for their own mental health, let them quit the show. We saw this with Sam. Um, like they, they, if they want, if they don't want to be there, they shouldn't be there. Uh, I, I don't care about your schedule. I don't care. I don't care about the precedence it set. 
exists. I think that you should just let them go. Uh, you know, you can, you can drop your triple eviction or whatever, you know, like do, do whatever you need to do to make the schedule work out. But if somebody doesn't want to be there, you shouldn't, you shouldn't try and, uh, you know, convince them with whatever methods you're using to stay there. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I kind of, I'm, I'm so lost. Like apparently Nico's mental health meant something to big brother Canada, but Carol's mental health. It's like, ah, girl, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's go over the state of the house. Try to get you to understand exactly what's, uh, what's going on here. Um, we have a few different alliances, but none of them are really very solid at the moment. Uh, we have KVBS, which is, uh, Kyle, Vanessa, Brooke, and Sheldon. Um, they should be running the game, but Vanessa had other plans. Um, they, uh, the people in that alliance, they're targeting the rest of the evictors right now. Um, and Vanessa is actually targeting uh, Kyle, who is in in that alliance. So that's, that's a little bit of a mixed mixed target, depending on who you're talking to in that alliance. Then you have Six Feet Under, which consists of KVBS plus Sue and Carol. Uh, this is just completely gone at this point. Um, you know, Sue is still working as though it's a real thing, but Carol has considered it completely gone uh, for a while. Um, and she's now targeting Kyle. Uh, some of those members are targeting the evictors. And uh, I mean, Carol, to some degree, is targeting Brooke. So. Um, another alliance with members of it targeting themselves. Uh, then we have this Carol, Min and Vanessa alliance, and they are pretty they are pretty tight. Uh, they're extremely anti-Kyle, very pro-woman, unless that woman is Brooke, Maddie, or Ree. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, that's how they feel. Oh, and Sue, she sucks too. And She's Sue. way too yeah. close to Jamar. So, very pro-women except for half the women in the house. Um, and uh, so that's 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 where they stand. Uh, then you have the evictors, which uh, is Michael, JL, uh, Ree, and Maddie. They are targeting Kyle and Chris right now, with maybe a little bit of Sue or Sheldon on the side. Uh, they don't like Sheldon very much. They really dislike Sue for lying to them. Um, they are trying to pull in Hera. They are trying to work on Min. Uh, Carol has now approached them. They're trying to work on Angie, but that's not working. Uh, they very much trust Jamar, and they very much should not trust Jamar because Jamar's loyalty is to Sheldon. Um, Jamar has kind of a thing with Sheldon and Sue. Uh, they are a great little trio there. Um, you can kind of add Brooke to that. You can then kind Kind of very lightly add Hira to that. They tried to solidify something there, but that's once you get that far, it's very fake because Hira's not really with them. Um, you then have uh, Chris's angels, you might call them, and this is an alliance that I like to describe as Chris thinks that he has all the women on his side, but he actually doesn't. Um, that's that's basically what the alliance consists of. Um, I did just hear from. Or sorry, I read uh, that what is happening right now is that uh, Min is describing to Hira that she would like to get rid of Kyle so that she can work with Chris. Um, I don't know if she thinks that uh, blindsiding or, or sorry, but ruining Ky- uh, Chris's plan uh, this week and evicting Brooke is going to help with that. Uh, goal, but um, but she does actually want to work with Chris to some degree. Sue also a little bit works wants to work with Chris, but doesn't like that he is very touchy. She doesn't know how to uh, uh, turn him down. Um, and uh, then you have people like Vanessa, who I, you never know where her head is at. Um, Angie genuinely, I think, likes Chris and wants to work with him. Uh, Angie has been brought in by Chris uh, to some degree as well. So uh, you know, there's. 
he actually does have some of the women, but but most of the women are also a little bit like, yeah, but he's not exactly a number one ally or anything. He's somebody I'll, I'll deal with for now. Um, so that's that's kind of where the house is. The reason I'm kind of running through this quickly is that if I'm being honest, it doesn't matter. Yeah, thank everything you. is so fluid. Everything is go. Everything is chaos. No matter what happens, whether Michael leaves or Brooke leaves, a lot of things are going to change. And then the next HOH is really, I think, going to shape the direction of the house moving forward. So um, if you didn't catch all of that, it's okay. Uh, yeah, as long as you understand the structure of that Brooke and Hero were nominated, Michael was backdoored, and now there might be a vote flip to save Michael, uh, and everyone is against Kyle, but a lot of people are also still against the evictors. That's basically where the house stands. Everything else is kind of just like, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Taryn, I have heard, though, that this is this is okay, because chaos is a ladder. I heard yes! Brooke, <laughs> I heard Brooke say this. Yeah, I think, didn't Brooke make that up? chaos is a ladder in this house she tells men and you are a master of chaos um so uh so yeah that's what's that's what's going on in the house there's there's quite a lot um we'll we're gonna get to the individual uh stock watch ratings soon and we'll we'll talk more about individual games which will probably be a little bit easier to digest um as we go through that but anything else from the week that we should bring up before we get into the stock watch i just want to talk quickly and i know we are long on our short on time tonight because we have so much to talk about but i just want to quickly say that the uh, nomination ceremony that big brother is using this year with the sculptures and then chris like steps to the people that he wants to now they got rid of the shortlist thank god for that but i this is terrible like oh this is terrible i have no idea what they're doing i think they wanted something else to happen and then it didn't happen or maybe it wasn't working so they just like had chris turn to the people that he was going to nominate and then, and then after all that, he goes out to nominate them and says, as HOH, my responsibility is to nominate two house guests for eviction. My first nominee is Hira. Like nothing lights up behind him. There's no magic bust in front of him. Nothing rises up out of the ground. They are totally dropping the ball on this one. Like this is Those terrible. The cultures were very strange. Yeah. I- just like I, I don't I did I like know. the uh when they said that Nico was put on ice and they like blew his statue like with like like light blue paint and then it became like an icicle. That was very good. That was very good. But uh they need to do this is ter- like but I expect more from you, Big Brother. If you're gonna make the house guests in- inhale all this smoke during the veto competitions, you've gotta at least give it to me during the nomination ceremonies. I just want the key wheel. Yeah, whatever. I just want the key wheel. I like. I like. Uh, what do they have during the? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the little key cards and like, and then and, and then uh, in Big Brother Three, they had the, the 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 clock time machine gears turning, and you know they they click the gear shift. You know, like that was good shit. This is terrible. <laughs> Trevor, get on that. All right. Um, all right. Let's get to the stock watch. Now, again, if this is your first time here, uh, what the stock watch is, is that we go through every player still left in the game. We give them a rating from one to ten. One being terrible player. One of the worst we've ever seen. No chance to win the game. Uh, ten being 
one of the greatest players we've ever seen, like a Dan Giesling, somebody who has a very, very good chance to win the game. Uh, and then everything in between, with five being about average, about an average player, average position relative to everything else that's happening and also the whole history of Big Brother. Um, and so that's uh, that's how we rate the players. Then what we do. Uh, outside of the podcast is that those ratings will translate into a stock price and you can play uh, a game that we call the stock watch where you uh, you get a certain amount of fictional money and you can buy and sell players uh, with uh, based on that price um, and then every week as the ratings change the price will change and you can make money or lose money in the Big Brother stock watch so um, I will give you more information about where to go after uh, toward the end of this podcast but that's uh, to set it up, and uh, we're going to get into the stock watch now and talk about some of these players um, this season because uh, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to talk about here uh, with these guys. So let's get it up on the screen. If you're watching along on YouTube Ooh. or Twitch, wherever you might be, um, you can see the uh, the visual here. Uh, if not, don't worry. We will be uh, talking it through as we go as well. So. Let's get started. We're going to start here with Chris, who is uh, first on the board here, our HOH. And um, he uh, he seemed he was an outcast seemingly on the chopping block as a target this week. Had he not won the HOH? But he did win the HOH. Historically, the first HOH has been very advantageous to players uh, who are able to win it. Now, however, uh, we have to consider the fact that this is not truly the first HOH. It's actually week two, and somebody has already gone home, um, and alliances had already formed before this HOH happened. So uh, I think the benefit to this HOH was nullified to a degree, um, but I do think it still helped Chris out quite a bit. I think that his target level has gone down a lot. Uh, he certainly has pissed off the evictors, and if for some reason Michael does manage to stay in the house this week, that is definitely bad news for him but uh he's in an interesting spot because a lot of people do want to work with him but he's also still a bit of a crazy person so i don't know what uh, where to go from here melissa what do you think um yeah i agree with everything you just said um i feel i feel i feel like he's ending the week in a better position than when he started the week um but at the same time a lot of this week has been spent with people like mocking him behind his back, which I feel very sad about and um, doesn't really bode well for people like wanting, like really respecting him or wanting to work with him in the future. Um, but it does seem like there are some people who want to work with him and, and, you know, his target, I think there are bigger fish to fry. Essentially. I don't think people are seeing him as like a crazy threat. Now, if he goes on to win like the veto this next week, maybe people will start to be a little more nervous about him, but you never know. Um, so for now, I'm going to give him a four. All right. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. 
And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Uh, I am mostly with you here. Now, I was thinking about giving Chris a five because uh, I felt like in a situation where Brooke stays, Michael goes home. Yes, he might have Maddie, JL, Re coming for him, but they're mostly going after Kyle. He's the bigger threat. And he actually has a lot of people who are on his side. Angie, Jamar. Um, he has, uh, you know, Vanessa and Sue to some degree. He certainly still has Kyle right now. Uh, Sheldon isn't exactly coming for him soon. Even Brooke uh, might use him as a pawn, but has bigger targets, bigger fish to fry than Chris. And uh, that's not a bad place to be. And even though he is pretty creepy at times um, and uh, very weird, um, he has a sort of like enthusiasm to him that makes people trust him. Actually, Uh, he seems like such Michael describes talking to him uh, when Michael was mad at him after being backdoored. He said it was like berating an eight year old. Um, And Chris does. He has that like childlike energy to him that makes him seem trustworthy. He has that like puppy dog sort of thing. Uh, And so people think that they've got him on lock and he's actually just like a little bit savvier than that than people anticipate. And I think that's going to work well for him. The question is, can he win the game? Can he win a jury vote? Win respect? Um, Not super likely. But again, the the sort of like childlike positivity that he sometimes exudes could work in his favor there. And so I was thinking about a five, but with everything that happened today with a potential vote flip, uh, I think his position is a little bit weakened. Uh, if that vote flip happens, it would, he'd be like a three. If it doesn't happen, I think he's like a five. So if you split the difference, I'm at a four as well. Brent, what do you think? Yep. We are uh, three for three. I'm giving him a four as well. And for similar reasons, although I will say that I, while I agree with you, Taryn, he has a certain earnestness about him, even throughout all of the crazy. I do think that that could pay dividends for him later on in that if we're talking about a potential win at the end of the season, even though it didn't pan out in our season of sequester that we were watching, if people generally like you, they will, they will learn to respect you at the end of the game. That, that, that likability can evolve into respect. And Chris has enough seriousness about him at various times that I do feel like the house guests, if asked to vote for him, could buy into that. So even though I don't think that a guy like this could really get to the end of the game, I think he's going to like, like his size is going to catch up with him. Eventually. You're just not going to let somebody who looks like this get to the end of the game in big brother. But then, and I said that about like people like Adam Pike and, and Dane on big brother Canada seven and look what happened there. So, but I'm giving, I'm giving him a four and uh, I'm pleased to see that everyone else did as well. All right. Well, I also poll the audience and get their opinion on each of these players. I tweet out a survey every week. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. I tweet it out after the morning update. So you'll have between then and the roundtable to get your votes in to rate all of the players. And so the audience can contribute here as well. The audience has given Chris a four out of 10. They agree with wow. us that, uh, yeah, he's it's straight fours here for Chris, um, let's move on to Brooke. Brooke, who definitely interesting uh, to talk about, I think. Brooke is an interesting player. She's very smart, 
Um, she's actually very social. Uh, she's very good socially. Like, um, she can really relate to people. She can connect to them emotionally. She thinks very logically at the same time. She's able to really, uh, come up with good plans and understand what she needs to do once she gets the information that she needs to have in order to figure out what to do with it. Um, and, uh, I think that she can go really far in this game. That said, she's on the block and could be going home this week. Yeah. Uh, this is in part due to some of her faults in the game, um, mainly that she is an introvert. Um, she's an introvert. Talking with other people drains her and she doesn't like to do it as often as is required in the game. And so she often just kind of defaults to hanging out with Sheldon, who is her number one in the house. Um, that, uh, and that, that is not great for her. Now she got herself in a really good position as uh, the core of a secret four and that, which was the core of a secret six and then controlling the house with that. Um, and I think that what's happened here is that Brooke is, she's a big fan of the show. And she's very concerned about overplaying. There's a stereotype that fans come on, they're game bots, they overplay, they embarrass themselves. And I think that over the last couple of seasons, we've seen this sort of uh, paradigm uh, impact super fans that come onto the show. They're afraid of playing too hard and they end up actually playing too soft um yeah. not hard enough yeah yes and that's what's happening here she she played very hard when she came in she got into this great spot and then she was like okay that was a lot of playing i need to slow down so i don't overplay and 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 surpass my limit and overextend so i want to try and calm myself down i'm on the block i don't want to i don't want to screw anything up i'm just gonna chill out i've got my allies i should be safe nothing should happen logically i should be fine the problem is that people in the game are not always logical case in point vanessa um now brooke has no reason to suspect that vanessa would do something like she's doing uh completely blowing up her entire game in the games of her alliance members but that's what's happening and brooke hasn't been putting in the legwork to realize that it's happening um there have been a few hints here and there that it's happening but it's just kind of gone right over her head because she's not thinking uh enough she's, she's i mean we've worried that she was an overthinker but she's actually an underthinker um and it's not getting into her brain that she's in trouble here right now and so she's not she doesn't realize that her life is on the line if she did i think that she could probably out campaign michael any day of the week but she doesn't and that's a huge issue for her if the plan solidifies and gets gets solid and then she finds out later and it's too late to do anything about it then so uh right now i think that she has a lot of potential but she really needs to learn some kind of lesson to light a fire under her otherwise she's going to be in deep trouble um i also gave her a four um, and I'm, I'm even tempted to go as low as a three because of how likely it is that the vote could flip here. On oh, her. I wanted to. I wanted to give her a three. I really. And let me just tell you guys, like I told the chat this already, but I just spoiler alert. I gave out a majority of ones, twos and threes to this cast. So the fact that I'm giving her a four is actually a pretty good score. Like she's in the upper 50 percent of the cast by getting a four from me. Um, I am astounded at the fact that she is so blind to see that she is in some real trouble here. Also, as I said previously, and I know Melissa doesn't totally agree with me on this, that I, I feel like that Brooke 
has been totally unsuccessful at almost anything she's tried. Anytime she's tried to move the game in a certain way, I feel like it doesn't work. And she just laments the fact that, oh, it doesn't work. Now, she did eventually have a good talk with Chris. But I feel like that was sort of after the fact that she was already up on the block and in some danger. And then the other thing uh, about Brooke is that she's concerned about overplaying, but that paralysis can then lead to underplaying, which is what I feel like is happening right now. Uh, I am really worried about her. I'm not even just worried about her right now, which I definitely think that she could go home this week and doesn't even realize it. Like she's not campaigning at all. Let me be clear. She doesn't know that it's happening. She doesn't know that there's a possibility that she could go home this week. Beyond that, there are people that don't like her for whatever reason. I mean, like, I have no idea why Vanessa doesn't like Brooke or why, I mean, to a lesser extent, I, I don't understand why Carol doesn't like Brooke. I sort of get it, but again, I don't, like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know why she's that put out with her or, or why she thinks she's a liar. But uh, she has just rubbed some people the wrong way, and both her and Sheldon being such introverts are... Here's the thing. This is the, the good story for Brooke. I feel like she's aware of some of her faults. And that is not true of everybody in this house. She's at least perceives the fact that being an introvert, she's going to have problems and she's going to have issues such as, you know, over uh, being, being over emotional that might cause people like Sheldon to doubt her or become frustrated with her. So I was glad about that. But oh, my God. I, 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 this is why not all super fans are created equal because even though she is a great player on paper in practice, she's really having some problems. I agree. I mean, I agree with everything you guys said and I gave her a four as well. So there you go. There you go. I know uh, we have a lot. Sorry. To get through, so I, I went on for a while. I, I apologize. That, like we have a lot to get through. So I figure if you guys kind of like say it, I don't need mm. to like, I don't know. Just yeah, and, and I, I saw yeah, somebody asking, like, how, how does this rating system work? They're both fours. Uh, I can say that for me, I, I think that Brooke is probably something like twice as likely to win the game over somebody like Chris. But Brooke is also very likely, like, there's like a 50% chance at least that she goes home this week. So yep. that kind of cancels itself out and she ends up at a four. That's, that's, that's where it is for me. Um, if she wasn't on the block right now, I would be giving her a way better yep. score. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Brooke, the audience, a little bit higher on Brooke. Brooke, certainly, uh, I think, a favorite um, in the community, although a lot of people are also big fans of Blindsides. So uh, that has some of them <laughs> hoping that she leaves. Uh, but um, but she is given a five by the audience. Um, also, uh, something to consider is that the audience has been voting all day, um, which means that some of them voted before all of this uh, talk of the vote flip really started to uh, coalesce so um that that's something else to consider when talking about the audience rating uh so there you go a five from the audience but that's not going to change the overall average score here for brooke which is also a four um let's move on to michael who is on the block and maybe like slightly more likely to go home right now uh but uh you know i talked about like i felt like the odds when he first went on the block were like 95 percent to five percent and then after last night it moved to like 70 30 Right now, I'm like 55, 45, uh, I think is, is where I'm at in terms of Michael's chance to be evicted. Um, and he's got a lot of problems. But Melissa, let's start with you this time. Well, I have a quick question. If I submitted my ratings earlier, <laughs> does that mean I can change them? You can change them, yeah. Because I submitted my ratings before, really, I knew about this whole like flip possibility. Although now I'm hearing that the flip is not happening. and he's going to go but 
who knows what's actually going to happen. But um, so I voted then. And so I gave him a two originally because I was like, well, he's going home and I don't think he handled himself well on the block and under pressure. So I was like, this guy's, you know, not good at all. Um, and that, but I was still thinking, you know, maybe there's a possibility he doesn't get a one. Um, but now, now with it being a little more, who knows, I kind of wanted to give him a three because, um, while I don't think, I still think he did a terrible job while on the block and he, he spoke poorly the HOH and he, you know, is making enemies left and right. I feel, I don't know. I, I just don't like the way he's behaving and the way he's talking about like berating an eight year old and all that sort of stuff. It's just, I don't like it. And I don't think it goes well for his future gameplay and also performing under pressure. So. Um, yeah, I'm just going to give him a three since there's now more of a chance that he will stay. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I gave him a three as well. I think that, I mean, he had potential as a player, I think, but I, I think this experience is going to shape him in a negative direction. Uh, he was certainly perfectly fine with the idea of blindsiding Min and not telling Min anything about the blindside ahead of time. But now that it's been done to him, uh, this is going to shape how he views the game as a whole. And he's going to feel like he needs to be consistent with his whining from before. And so he's going to probably continue with that st- style of gameplay from this point forward which will both hurt him and the show I think Um, and uh, on top of that he does have very tight bonds with his alliance members but he never he doesn't really get out and socialize with anybody else Um, he spends almost all of his time with either JL or Maddie uh, and the only reason he's even talking to anybody right now is because he has to campaign and even then he still spends at least 50% if not more of his time with his allies uh, so I definitely don't see that changing even if he does stay uh, so mm, I think again there's a small amount of potential there but it, 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 he might have been ruined by this experience here yeah uh, actually I gave him a 2 I'm not even as high as you guys are apparently I know that you said you feel like it's 55-45 I actually in my gut of guts I do not believe he's going to stay I, I feel like he's going to go because ultimately I feel like the first HOH as we talked about before is a referendum on the HOH itself and Chris has been a pretty amiable guy like I don't think anybody really dislikes Chris I know they dislike Kyle but they don't dislike Chris and so in the end, I think that Chris is probably going to get his way because people don't hate him enough to be able to, to want to be able to stab him in the back, which is what would happen if they kept Michael in this instance. So it's a two for me. And I, I, I also uh, cannot overstate enough how upset I am about his overall attitude. Uh, it, it, like, it, it's, I, I remember watching um, Sequester and there was a guy on there who was like, you know, it's okay for me to you know, backstab you and do this to you and and lie to you, but but oh, if it's done to me, then uh, I'm gonna. There's gonna be hell to pay. I'm gonna let people know about it, right? And you know, in the end, you're like, like, how can you be so hypocritical? But at least this person was self aware. But Michael is not self aware, and that really, really bugs me in uh, in evaluating him for this cast. Like he's such a fish out of water. Taryn is so correct. He doesn't really campaign. He doesn't even really talk with other people that he doesn't even have to talk to. I will say, at least he's talking to other people now, but it's a little bit fake to me and, and it comes off as a little bit desperate. Yeah. Uh, the audience uh, agrees with Melissa and myself though they gave him a three, although it was very close. Uh, they, we actually came very close to giving him a two here, um, but it is a three from the audience, which is an overall average of 
three. But let's move on to John Luke, one of his allies in the evictors. Uh, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing here? Are we like giving me some kind of number? Is that like a isn't that like a number of pizza slices I get? Um, it's uh, John Luke. Uh, definitely an interesting player so far. Um, I actually feel like John Luke has potential in the game. He's definitely a bit of an airhead. Um, but I think that if Michael leaves and John Luke doesn't get sniped by somebody like Kyle next week, I think he has some amount of potential. I think he can be a very loyal guy. He's a very social guy. A lot of people really like John Luke. Um, and he's, I think, also capable in competitions. We'll see how good he is in mental comps. I think he talked about like, no, I'm like seriously actually really smart. Like, you know, um, but we'll see. Uh, so I think he can, I think he's got potential. I think he can do well. Not in a great spot right now, though. I gave him a four. Brent, what did you th- what did you think? Yeah, I feel like uh, Bill Hall has it right in the chat. Uh, JL has Fabio upside. That's what there is here. <laughs> like the people around him are going to get picked off, and but he's a likable guy, and you might kind of forget about him, and then they might have other fish to fry. And he's a good dude, and maybe you could vote for him at the end. He says he's intelligent. Remember, this is the guy who was like the Clark Kent journalist at the beginning of the season, so I'm sure he has some amount of intelligence, but he doesn't have any game intelligence like he's a good guy within the house but he doesn't have any sense of what he should be doing on a game level so i actually gave him a three i I don't particularly care for his position right now i do think there's a good chance he could get picked off next week if things move on the track that they're moving on now and somebody who's relatively loyal to kyle gets hoh i think that they could go after the remnants of uh the evictors and put up somebody like jl and you know, Maddie up on the block. And if JL doesn't win the veto, I certainly think he could go home unless they, unless somebody else blows up, which is certainly possible. All right. Yeah. Melissa. I give him a three as well. Um, I think that right now he's not in, in a good spot and he's not playing the game very well, but I see, could see a situation where he's one of those people who learns the game as he goes and becomes you know pretty good at it. As long as I think Michael needs to leave. And I think he needs to be a little distance from that, like tight foursome. I think when Michael's there, it's just the two of them hanging out. And I don't feel like they're doing... That's true. They're like, yeah, and I feel like it takes up all his time and he's not putting any energy or thought into the game. And I think also if Michael leaves, I think that might be the kick in the pants. He needs to be like, oh, like we're not in a good spot. Like I could leave at any minute. And maybe that'll be a motivating factor in learning to play the game. So I'm not like totally down on him yet, but I do think that like he needs that push to do... Yeah, and to have a good chance to win. I feel like Adam uh, Lupian in the chat has it right, where he says that Kyle getting outed greatly benefits JL. Like, there was so much firepower being directed at the evictors, even after Michael is going to be going home. Like, they were talking about, okay, well, we're going to go through JL, we're going to put him on the block, probably with Maddie, maybe Re as a potential backdoor, or like a replacement nominee. Um, But now that Kyle is getting all of this firepower incoming, it's like, I don't think there's it's certainly not a surety that JL is going to see the block next week. And that is a big improvement for his fortunes. Yeah. Uh, the audience agrees with uh, the two of you over over me in this instance. Uh, the audience gave him a three as well, which means he is also going to sit there at an average of three. So let's move on to the third in the Victor Alliance here. It's Maddie. 
Maddie, who is in, in, in a showmance with Michael. They have been hooking up a little bit uh, that she is, is talking about. Uh, I'm so sad. And I just don't ever really get this sad, but I'm so sad that you're leaving, Michael. I'm just going to miss you. Um, she's very, very upset about it. She's uh, she's actually a pretty effective campaigner for him. Uh, I think that most of the success he's found in campaigning has stemmed from Maddie. She's the uh, kind of the most uh, game aware of the four of them. Uh, she's uh, has the most experience with the show. Um, that said, she still has a lot of faults. Uh, definitely, you know, not exactly doesn't exactly have her head in the game most of the time as she is too preoccupied with her alliance and Michael in particular. So uh, there's a lot uh, there's a lot here with Maddie. Melissa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm a little torn on her because I feel like if Michael leaves, I think she's in a better position. And so I'm kind of thinking of this in terms of like Michael leaving, but I guess like we don't know what's going to happen. But I do think that if he leaves, similar to John Luke, I think that she gets put in a better position. She gets the push she needs to actually play. Um, and I do think that she she does pretty well socially. I think I know there's been a little bit of drama with her, you know, with the Minley situation, but I do think she handled that conversation with Minley pretty well. And I so I I could see a situation where that helped her down the line. And and you know, also similarly when she had the conversation with Chris, I thought she did a pretty good job, you know, making him feel good aside from when he asked, like, who's, who would you vote to Vic or whatever? Who would you save? And she had like, she didn't answer right away. But I do think that she's, I think she understands what she has to do. And I feel like she knows that she has to like campaign and play the game. And so I, I'm seeing a path forward for her. We'll just have to see what happens. But I think if Michael leaves this week, it puts her in a much better position. So um, I'm going to give her a four. All right. Yeah, I I think that she is in a spot kind of similar to John Luke. Um, in fact, I think very similar where, you know, a lot of the people who are trying to destroy the evictors, they're also trying to pick their one person from the evictors that they want to bring along. And for some, it's re for some, it's John Luke. Uh, so like Brooke and, and Sheldon, they like John Luke. They want to kind of bring him along, but Kyle doesn't. He wants John Luke on. He'd rather bring Rhee in. Um, that might all change given all of the information that's coming out. But uh, uh, um, Maddie doesn't have the relationships that John Luke or uh, or Rianne do, but I actually think that could benefit her if she survives the onslaught. Now, she's a big target for a lot of people because of that. Um, now, certainly John Luke or Rianne could go there because they're sort of bigger targets for the people that want to pick the, that group apart, but um, she's definitely going to wind up on the block if somebody from the KVBS group, uh, which doesn't really exist anymore, if somebody uh, in that sort of area wins she could be in trouble but if she survives i think she can really make it for the long haul because she won't really have many allies left and she's still a somewhat capable player uh i gave her a a four here um i could really i could very easily see this drop to like a two next week because it looks like she's in some deep trouble but i think it could also stick at around a four maybe even go up to a five if she finds herself into a better uh position moving forward brent What are your thoughts? She is so frustrating to me. I mean, like basically the majority of this week so far has been 
a, an amalgam of Maddie going, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And like, I can't stand. Like, I'm like, does she have the cojones to play this game or not? Like, it seemed like she did. Like, this was one of the first people that Tara and I watched when we were going through the cast on the Twitch stream, and she looked like a competitor, okay? She looked like she was somebody who was feisty. She wanted to get in there. She wanted to play. But instead, she's just been in a showman. I mean, and I did call that. This is the girl who was like, I like, I mean, I don't want to say I like boys, but I like boys. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we got it, chick. Okay. But still, I expected more from her in terms of gameplay. Like, as I said to the chat, with or without Michael, I think she is pretty much a terrible player. She is trouble. She cannot keep her mouth shut. She does have some good relationships with some people, but she's so aghast at gameplay. It makes it seem as she's always two steps behind everybody else. So... I don't really care for her position, and I gave her a pretty bad score. I gave her a three. All right. The audience did agree with you, Brent. They also gave her a three. But uh, she is going to average out here at a four. Um, all right. Let's move on to Rianne the final member of the evictors. Rianne is definitely in an interesting position in this group. Uh, she talks the least amount of game but talks to the most amount of people. Um, she is somebody that if blank and you miss it, but she actually talks to a lot of people about personal things. Um, she has a lot of personal conversations. She has them all over the house. There's not really anybody that she doesn't have personal conversations with apart from perhaps Sheldon and Brooke. Um, and so, uh, she has developed those relationships and that's why a lot of people feel like they might be able to bring her in. She is also the person that reacted the least to Michael's back door and is positioned, uh, to benefit from it the most. Um, now she did have some association with Kyle, which was hurting her with some of the other women. Uh, but she's shown uh, a willingness to be flexible there as well. And so they're not super concerned with Rianne. They're more concerned with people like Maddie or Sue um, or, or who, whichever other woman they're mad at uh, at the moment. Um, so uh, so she's actually not in a, in a terrible spot. I just doubt her strategic instincts. Um, she's definitely got a great social game. Uh, I don't know if she can if she has the chops strategically one of the few strategic conversations i've seen her in that didn't involve her allies uh was with jamar where jamar was trying to drop some hints that he wanted to target kyle and she completely misread the situation asked if he was threatening her and the conversation did not go well uh if that's an indication of the kind of game that she's able to talk with people who aren't allied to her uh i don't think that's a great uh indication of where she's going to be so all of that said i actually gave rianne a five um i don't think she's really in much danger i think sheldon and brooke who are the people who want to target her the most they've got bigger fish to fry right now they don't know it yet but they very much have bigger fish to fry um, and they're going to have a lot of allies even if they uh, do still want to go after Ree to uh, who are going to try and push them away from Ree and on to people like Kyle or John Luke or whoever all of their allies are going to say no we don't want it to be Rianne so I think it's going to be hard for them to get Rianne out um, so I gave her a five I think she, I think that uh, this is again she's a player could really go down could really go back up uh, very much the just sort of average do nothing score here it's a five it's not great it's not bad it's just it's just five it's just Rianne and she's just there so Brent what do you think yeah ditto uh, I will say that like as Taryn said 
Uh, she's certainly the most likely to last. I think that her social game is what is what I'm basically grading here. As I told the chat, she annoys me greatly because this is an incredibly chaotic, messy gamer hardcore cast, and that is so not Re. She is just not like the rest of the people there. She is so out of place. She's a fish out of water. She drives me crazy because she's not up to speed on how fast this game is being played. And she, it, even if she could get up to speed. I don't believe there's a universe where she would then become the gamer that I need her to be. So I recognize her social game and the fact that she's going to last long. If she somehow did get to the end of the game, I do think there's a chance she could win. So I have to acknowledge that. And I came around to a five as well. All right, Melissa. And that's the highest score I've given out so far. I just want to say that. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you guys are saying. Um, I am questioning whether she has the strategic skills, but I do recognize that she has some sort of spoiler she doesn't (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna give her a four all right uh the audience also went with a four for rianne they were uh not not super high on rianne probably i mean i have to imagine that uh if you're not like as glued to the feeds as I am, you probably haven't even seen her. Um, So uh, it's going to be hard to give her, uh, I think a good rating there. Um, All right, let's move on to Angie really knocking out all the top players at once. Um, Angie. uh, Angie is definitely. She's not really involved in much, right? She came into the house. She's a big fan of the show. She wants to play the game, but socially, it's just not there. We talked about how Brooke is kind of underplaying. If Brooke is underplaying, then Angie is hiding under a rock uh, (laughs) because she is nowhere to be found most of the time. Uh, That said, I do want to be maybe a little bit more positive on Angie than than most people might be. Um, I actually do think that she has a decent strategic mind to her. She kind of knows what to say and what not to say in most conversations in a strategic sense. It's the social game that's really dragging her down. It's the opposite of Rianne, actually. Um, Because, you know, she actually had a conversation today um, on the feeds talking to people like Hira and Jamar um, and saying like, hey, why don't we form a middle group? And I was like, that is that's like that's advanced strategy. That's from season six, right? Like she was like, why? We don't need to pick a side. We're just on the bottom of either side that we pick. Why don't we just the people in the middle come together and, and like as a group play both sides to off of each other? Like, that's great stuff. The problem is her social game sucks. So they all ignored her. Um, so that's not great. Uh, but she does have some relationships, right? She's got Chris who, who really likes her um, and uh, and would work some uh, amount for her. She does have a couple of other people who uh, might use her as a pawn, but would never target her. She's certainly not a target to really anybody except for perhaps Min, who definitely has her hands full right now. Um so I think her biggest problem is social game and respect. Uh, but I was maybe a little bit generous here. I gave her a four. I, I think that she what? it's just <laughs> it's just the first real week of the game. There's a lot of room to grow or fall here for Angie and uh, a lot of game to be played. For all we know, she could be great at mental comps and really start to win some respect uh, along the way. And I think she's the kind of player that could actually maybe do something with that in in a strategic sense so that's where i stand melissa what do you think so here's the thing is that i don't see angie on the feeds a lot when i see her on the feeds i like her and i 
feel like she has fun conversations and I enjoy watching her and I don't mind her at all. I, I think she's great. But then when I see other people on the feeds talking about her, I'm like, wait, are we talking about the same person? Like, what is going on here? Because they're all so down on her. They're all so negative. They don't like her at all. They're like, she doesn't get along with us, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are we watching different things? Like, I don't know what I'm missing, but clearly I'm missing something. And the fact that all the conversations that talk about Angie are about how people don't like her, um, like, that's really concerning for me. So, like, we'll see what happens as this progresses, but I just feel like the social aspect of it, for whatever reason, is just not there. And so I'm going to give her a two. That's good to hear. I was I was a little concerned that you were going to do something uh, crazy there, like Taryn did, because, I mean, like, Taryn, when she eventually like does what you're saying that she's capable of, then I will adjust her score to match. But until then, she has been an absolute nothing in the house. And even when she's tried to do something, people don't like her. The number one part of Big Brother, Big Brother 101, the social game. You've got to get people to like you to have any way to move hearts and minds. She is totally incapable of doing that. I don't see how you go any higher than a two here. I'm not giving her the paddle, but it's a two. I mean, I think that we should remember that a player like Kira in Big Brother Canada 7 often got fours because we knew that they were in it for the long haul and that something could happen eventually to change their standing. And I think that matters because Angie is probably in it for the long haul and will have a lot of opportunity to change her game for the better, whereas some other players are in much more immediate danger and won't have that opportunity. And so for me, when I see uh, uncertainty in a player, I'm going to gravitate toward the middle rather than uh, the extremes, right? So uh, the least... The, the less sure I am about them, the more I'm coming closer to a five because I don't want to say it's too bad. I don't want to say it's too good. It's still uh, that's where the uncertainty lies for me. So a, a middle rating is usually that for me. So that's why Angie's a four. Uh, the audience, though, split the difference between us here. They gave her a three. I will say that uh, Angie can serve some looks, though. She can serve some <laughs> looks and that's what I'm here for. So, OK. All right. Uh, let's move on to. Carol. Let's talk about Carol. Um, really, really serving us up. Uh, Brent, why don't you start us off here with Carol? I mean, it's another two for me with Carol. I mean, I am so frustrated with this woman. Like, she talked such a big game coming into the house, and then she got a little boo-boo on her chin, and she's like, oh, I want to go home. I want to go home. I'm so upset. Like, I miss my family. And then, like like I said, it was, at first she was saying it was a medical issue, and then she was like, no, it's not just a medical issue. It's not just the fact that I hurt my tooth. It's not just the fact that I'm having dietary problems. Whatever. You know, coming into the Big Brother house, there's going to be have-nots. But also, I miss my family. I don't feel like I fit in here. I don't feel like I have a chance to win. Whatever. Like, shut up! Uh, I'm so frustrated that they didn't let her quit. Because now, I feel like we're going to be stuck with her. We're going to be stuck with her. She's going to be here for a long, long time. She's going to make it to the end of the game. It's not worth it to target her. Yeah, exactly. And then she's going to make it to the end of the game, and then she's going to get cut. Or maybe, like, take up one of the two chairs in the final two. Like... I am so mad. Like, I will say this about her, though. Okay. The one way she can turn it around is revenge. It appears to me that that is the one thing that Carol actually, like, motivates Carol is revenge. She is so motivated by the fact that Kyle had the audacity to say he would throw her bag over the stairs to help her pack on the way out, which, of course, she was going to quit. Let's, like, she she forgets that in the retelling that she was going to quit. But then, 
Like she's so mad at Kyle because Kyle was like aghast that she was going to quit, which he should have been aghast that she's going to quit. But she's like, how dare he say something like that to me when I'm like, honey, you need to look in the mirror. So it's a two and it is a very close to the paddle on this one. I am so upset with Carol right now. Yeah, the the only reason I didn't give her a one is because, again, there's a long season ahead of us, a long time for this uh, to wash off of her image. But for right now, um, the the damage this does to your reputation, if you're sitting there in the final two, is really hard to wash off. Um, there's a reason people were so mad at her at the time. And uh, she's going to have to play a really killer game in order to like win the respect of her peers in order to uh, to shake this off. And so uh, even though I do think she is also probably in it for the long haul now uh her chances of winning very low in my opinion and uh, i also went with a two melissa yay two for me all right the audience they they just don't have it in their heart to go (laughs) down to a two they gave her a three you fakers All right, there you go. Um, Let's move on to Hira. Definitely an interesting player to talk about here. Uh, Melissa, where do you stand on Hira? Well, let me see. Um, (laughs) I have to look at my ratings list. Uh, Okay, so for Hira, this is a tough one because I've seen some like streaks of playing the game and streaks of brilliance and like streaks of like, Oh, he could, he might have this and like, he might form this side Alliance or he might do this or that. But, um, what concerns me is that he's already on, he was already on the block. Um, so people will probably feel com- I feel like once you're on the block, you will feel comfortable putting you on the block again. So I feel like that could be concerning. Um, However, he did win the the veto, so that means he is athletic or he can compete against people, but that also is a double-edged sword because people might be like, you know, oh, now he can compete. He's good, you know, whatever. So I'm a little torn. I don't know enough about him, I feel, to get a good read. It didn't seem like he really connected that well um, to the point where people wanted to bring him into things, although maybe now, um, now that they know he's sticking around, that might change and he's having more conversations with people. So, you know, that might be something that's good for him so i'm gonna give him a four just because i'm a little unsure yeah i i've been on a journey with hira today um you know well we we had to we had to get our ratings in a little bit early that's why people there we've been talking about like uh sending in our ratings uh it's for the sake of uh the website which we'll be talking about soon um not gonna happen every time usually we do them just completely live uh, and that's what we will be doing in the future um but uh earlier today i set hira down as a three i said i i don't love his game right now i don't love what he's doing trying to work with the four uh he's he's he seems incapable of lying and pretending that he's with people when he's actually not uh, so he's going to hitch his ride to that everybody's going to know and uh, he's going to go down with that ship but then I saw him talk with Brooke and Sheldon and he was willing to lie to them he was willing to say you know what I'm with you guys uh, I'm with you guys to the end and they believed him because he talks up this loyalty thing all the time and so he also now has a connection with Min which uh, we'll see where that goes but uh, that in connection with trying to work with the four and trying to work with Brooke and Sheldon if he manages to pull it off and the vote flip doesn't happen I actually feel like he might be in a really good spot he's also proven he's capable of winning competitions he's a very likable guy and now all of a sudden i i had been thinking okay a three no he's up to a four and then as i thought about it more i was like i 
I think I think he's a five. I think I've gone in the course of one day. I've gone all the way up to a five. I really actually like what here is doing to some degree. Now, this is kind of contingent on. I think it's also bad for his game to take uh, to take Brooke out of the game and keep Michael. I think that that would be a bad thing for him. He would be at least the fifth in that alliance, but more likely like the sixth um, at best. And he'd be a target and uh, he doesn't ha- he ruins his social connections with the other side. I think that would be disastrous for his game if it happens. Uh, if it doesn't happen, I think he could even go higher. Uh, so I, I'm here for a five uh, with Hira. Um, Brent, what about you? Yeah, uh, I also submitted my ratings earlier today and I gave him my original score and I'm going to stick with it. And in and, and my, 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 my score is a three, by the way. But my thinking in keeping with that score is the fact that, look, for the majority of this week, up until like a couple hours ago, he was absolutely not playing the game. Like the game was leaving him behind. I didn't even know if he was possible he could get in the game. If he didn't win the veto, there was a possibility he could be voted out this week for heaven's sake he just didn't have ability and ability to connect with so many of the crazy chaotic gamers in this house because that's not him now i will say i enjoy him as a person he's a very cool guy i love watching him on the feeds he doesn't bother me at all and i do think that after watching him a little bit later today he got up to speed and as terrence said i was surprised that he was able to lie to people he said he wasn't going to do that so there is possibility for his score to increase and i certainly think that it could increase as time goes on. However, as Melissa said, he was used as a pawn this week. And because of that, I think that there is a possibility he could be used as a pawn next week. He's not anybody's number one, two, three, or four. He's on down the list of where people might need to use a pawn. So I don't care for his place in the game right now, and I'm hoping it improves. He's a cool guy. All right. Uh, the audience was with me on this one. The, uh, the audience gave Hira a five out of ten. Um, you, you'll find this again if you're if you're new to this process. The audience tends to uh, vote the likable players a little bit higher than the unlikable. We, we try we try to avoid that. We say to the audience, no bias. You're talking about strategy here, um, but you just you can't fully eliminate it, even even from us sometimes, especially especially us when we're talking about Brent. Um, so uh, so that. <laughs> That's how it works. A five for here from the audience. Uh, not to not to disqualify it. I agree with it. Um, all right, let's talk about Sue. I'm very uh, very excited to talk about Sue. I think Sue is a very interesting player. Um, now Sue is in uh, one of the best spots in the house. Um, she is in the six feet under alliance, even though it's not really a thing anymore. Um, she also has connections to uh, Chris. She's in with Kyle. Uh, the problem for Sue is that uh, she has kind of lost Vanessa and Carol, and now uh, now Min as well. Min doesn't like Sue because of Sue's relationship with Jamar, but Sue does have a good relationship with Jamar, which is good for Sue for the most part. Uh, it's kind of a trade-off i think overall she benefits more from her relationship with jamar than she loses uh, because of how it affects min um and she has a great relationship with sheldon and brooke which is also very good for her um she also just displays a great uh she's she's great on her feet 
Um, she gets into a lot of situations that can be uncomfortable where things fly at her all the time. She's always able to pivot. She doesn't lose her cool, which is very interesting because obviously in the premiere episode or the second episode, whichever it was, we saw her lose her cool when she found out the men was trying to get rid of her. Um, but I haven't seen that on the feeds yet. Uh, and she's always like, she she's always plays it cool. She's always able to pivot and, and understand what she needs to do in that conversation. She's very good socially. She's got a great head on her shoulders. I really like what Sue is doing. Uh, I gave her a seven out of 10. Uh, that's where I stand on Sue. Melissa, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I agree with what you, what you said about her. I I'm impressed with her. I really was not expecting it, especially considering that usually someone who they play up in the intro videos as being like super, super, super talkative and just like kind of wild and out there usually have trouble getting along once they get in the house. So um, I was, I've been very impressed with her. I feel like, you know, they really did her a disservice in those intro videos by making it seem like she's just like insane and like just talk, 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 talk. Because I haven't really seen that. I've seen like normal social talking. Um, and I I really enjoy her. I think that she's smart. And uh, so I I'm don't feel confident enough to give her a really high score just because I, I don't know what's going to happen. But I feel like so far she's playing well. So I feel better about her than just like a middling five. So I'm going to give her a six. All right, Brent. Yeah, uh, this is the highest score of the night for me, and it will be the highest score of the night. I gave Sue a seven. I am so psyched about this person. Um, this is one of the people who was originally spoiled to be one of the first four who was in danger. And I looked at the other three people who were in danger. It was like, you know, Minley, Crazy Minley, Crazy Chris, and, you know, Nico at that time had a little bit of, you know, something to give. And I was like, well, Suzanne can go. And Kirsten McKinnis was on Twitter going, how dare you? She's like, I totally believe in her. She's going to give us everything. And I'm like, oh, well, let me take a look at her then. And then she has totally been proven right because she is amazing. I love Sue. Not only is she a great character on the show, she's a great character within the game. She has, she's so capable of a player. And it's great to see that somebody who has a big personality, which I saw her, saw you talking with Bruno about, about this, that like you have to like so often in big brother, you have to stay in your lane. You're either a gamer or you're a character. And I feel like Sue really gets them both. She's such a well-liked person within the house. And yeah, there have been a couple people like I could have argued for me to drop my score a little bit as time went on today, because for the first time I started hearing people be, if they if they weren't going to target Sue, they're a little upset with Sue. Mm -hmm. uh, later on down today but like with Hira I ended up not changing my score and I originally gave her a 7 because I really believe in her ability to go she's going to go long in this game and I'm excited about it yeah, and I want to say this about Sue that um, that she is in the kind of position right now where uh, yes, people are talking about her. In fact, I I think I just saw that Min and Carol and Vanessa, I don't know if it was two of them or all three of them were talking saying Sue is basically the female Kyle, uh, that she is all over the place and that she is trying to manipulate and control. And yeah, that's not good for her. But but there's a reason she's a good player and she's in a good position. And that reason is that she has put herself in a position where even though she is being called out uh, in this moment, uh, she's not so hated that she can't talk her way out of it at some point. And more importantly, even if somebody decides they want to take a shot at somebody like Sue, Kyle, Chris, Sheldon, 
all bigger targets than Sue. Uh, and so she is insulated there. Who's going to vote out Sue over Kyle? Nobody. Sue over Chris? Maybe. That's probably the worst one of those. Sue over Sheldon? That's also a maybe, but uh, Sheldon right now, probably a, a little bit more endangered than Sue in that spot. Uh, people are very mad at Sue. But again, she's I, I trust in her capability uh, to get yeah. herself out of it and her positioning. So uh, that's that's why I like Sue there at a she has seven. the skills to be able to uh, navigate the different changes in the game that are coming down the pike. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sue from the audience got a six out of ten. Not as confident as us in Sue. Um, I think that'll change. I think uh, I think Sue's Sue's. Uh, yeah, they'll be like me. Go. They'll they'll it'll grow on her, yeah. or she'll <laughs> grow on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about Kyle. Let's talk about Kyle. What what an interesting uh, player to watch so far on the feeds. Um, Brent, let's start with you on Kyle. Uh, I will say that I think that Kyle has lost as much support as Bernie Sanders did in Mississippi Oof. today. Like this is not good, uh, folks. Uh, he is not doing good with the public in the in the Big Brother Canada house. Kyle I feel like with the public or the Big Brother Canada. I know, right? I, I, I don't know many many people on Twitter that like Kyle, but uh, within the house, he, he he's making enemies left and right. Uh, I'm not going to give him the paddle. I feel like I should. I want to give him the paddle, but I gave him a two. And the reason I'm giving him a two is because even though, here's the thing, even though he's played pretty messy over the past, like, 48 hours and pretended to not know about the blind side, even though when he, it's obvious that he knew about it, um, it is amazing to me that somebody who acts like this and struts around like this and is the figurehead of a few different alliances thinks that he can go the long haul in this game. Like, it is, there's no way that this dude is getting to the end of the game. Like, at this point, I think he goes next week. I really do. I think there are so many people that want Kyle out that unless he wins HOH or somebody like Brooke or Sheldon win HOH, he is going to hit the block or be backdoored. And I don't even know if he has the votes to stay. So it's not good. Not good, Bob. Not good. (laughs) I'm honestly shocked with the way he's playing the game. I really thought that from his interviews, I thought he was going to be like this nice, like teddy bear kind of guy. And that everybody was going to like he someone, some group or something was going to pull him in and he was going to then kind of coast for the first half and then maybe turn it on. I really thought that was the case, but he is stepping out there in front. And I feel like it's always a bad move to step out there in front this early. And also, if you look like that, because he already, I think, is someone that you'd perceive as a threat just by looking yeah. at him and then you yeah. add to that that he's he's like out there in front of everything and like conducting all these different people to do things or whatever it's just it's not smart he's so um, hot and i don't mean that in a like like a sexual way he's running so hot in the game right now he just he, he's got to turn it down to like a five or a four but he's running on like 11 the entire time and he can't turn the switch off so it's gonna catch up with you dude come on yeah no i agree and and so i'm gonna give him a three just because i don't think he's a dumb guy and so i think that there's a chance that if he gets put in a bad situation he could figure it out but for now i i do think that he's in a real tight spot 
Yes. Um, I'm probably going to be just a little bit higher on Kyle than the How two of you. you. <laughs> um, I, I think that he has definitely run into some major issues. Uh, but to be fair, if it wasn't for Vanessa being who Vanessa is, who I don't think any, I don't think any of us saw it coming. I don't blame him for not seeing it coming. Uh, he'd still be in a great spot. Like she is single-handedly the reason he is in this position. Um, and I think that he got into that position for a reason. There is a side to Kyle that I don't think we've really seen a side that won those people over in the first place. They talk about it all the time that he's an emotional guy and he really connected to people in telling his story, uh, as, as an addict and, and how he recovered. And, uh, I don't know if he He's talked about that in particular, but he's definitely told people about his struggles in life and and connected with people. And when they come to him for comfort, he is pretty good with them, apart from the weird touching. Um, he's uh, like emotionally capable of setting them, uh, uh, setting them right and making them feel better. Uh, the problem is that he is going about the game in a wrong way um, and he has lost Vanessa and she's she's, uh, you know, really spoiled all of his relationships. But. If he survives, I do think that he has the ability to recover. Uh, this is a position where, yes, everybody has now turned on Kyle, but if they put him on the block and he finds out that everybody has betrayed him uh, and then he wins the veto and he survives that week and then uh, and then like they have to send somebody else home and now they're starting to turn on each other and everybody's already counting Kyle out to some degree because he's already you know lost all of his relationships he's no longer as threatening um, I could see him making his way back in I think that's going to be difficult for him but I do think it's possible and that that would give him a three for me the bad position he's in but the fact that this vote might flip also, I think, adds a little bit of a boost to his rating for me. I was initially thinking about something lower, but the more this vote flip came into being, the more I thought this. I really feel like this benefits Kyle because it really forces people to work with him who weren't in on the vote flip. People like Sheldon, people like Chris, who otherwise would bounce and leave Kyle to his death, are now going to have to work with him because they were out. They were left out with him. Um, and with, again, everything being out in the open, it gives him an opportunity to start to win people back. And so if this vote flip happens, I think he's in, even, in an even better spot. And so for me, it, it went up and, and, and up a little bit more. It went up to a four for me. Uh, he's definitely in a lot of danger heading into next week. But there are still a, a small amount of people that wouldn't target him. And even if they do, he could still somehow slip away and, and, and somehow manage to get back into some kind of position in the game. So, yeah, for me, it's a four. I will say, um, Icy Peg in the chat says, if Kyle was self-aware, he wouldn't put his hairy ass on the counter while people were cooking. Just saying. <laughs> Can I just say, like, the cooking stuff often is bothersome with the, like, the, the, the cleanliness, right? Like, the hygiene of it yeah. in the Big Brother house. But watching Kyle in his, like, undies, uh, and that's it like shirtless with all of that hair like leaning over a, a, a skillet I'm just like I hope that's for yourself at least because then at least I can be like oh well, no he's just self-contained here it's not for himself it's it's for it's for everybody else because even though he's a have-not he was cooking for people and he yeah. let everybody know yeah. that he was cooking for them and then Minley was like Oh my God! Thank you, Kyle. If you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen this clip of Min, I'm not going to do it. But oh my God! If you haven't seen this clip of Min Lee thanking Kyle 
and pretending to kiss his ass. Oh my God. He just, they, they are so over him. And then all the stuff that happened over the past 48 hours has just totally added to that. He's such a buffoon. Oh my God. Um. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on there. Uh, the audience actually is is with me on this. I was surprised. Usually, somebody like Kyle pretty hated, but the audience also gave Kyle a four. Um. So that's going to land Kyle there at an average of three. Still, I believe. Um. All right. Let's move on to Sheldon. Let's talk about Sheldon. Uh, Melissa. Let's start with you. Well, let's see. Uh, Sheldon, I feel good about Sheldon. Um, I, I think that he's kind of what we thought he would be. Um, I do think, however, that I've, I've heard his name come up more than I've heard Sue's name come up. Um, and also I do feel like he's been caught in a few things that he's said, which makes me a little nervous. Um, but I don't think it's like anything that he can't get over or get past because I do think he's really smart. Um, and I've been impressed with him so far. I think he's very even keel and I think that he, um, has aligned himself with good people. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, and similarly with Sue, I don't feel comfortable giving him higher than, um, a six at this point, just cause I don't know. So I'm going to give him a six. All right. Let, let, let me just say this. Uh, I love Sheldon. Uh, I, I, I really, really like this guy, uh, from honestly, the second I saw his, uh, preseason interview, I was like, this, this guy is just like me. Uh, like I already know the answer to the question at the end of the season, like which house guest is most like you. It's by far Sheldon, like, uh, to the point where like, I, I feel like it's been a very long time since I feel like I've related to somebody on the show as much as I do Sheldon. Um, and, uh, I really like watching him talk to people. He's really charming when he wants to be. Um, but he also is an introvert. Uh, and so even though I really, really love him, uh, his game has left a little bit to be desired here for me. Um, he, uh, he, he has, he like Brooke defaults to just kind of hanging out with Brooke, which like I said, it's very similar to me in group situations. I like to gravitate toward an individual who I relate to and can just chat with, but you can't play the big brother like that. Um, you can be an introvert and do very well on big brother. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that being an introvert is bad. Um, but you have to be able to play the game that is presented to you. And uh, Sheldon has trouble uh, working himself up to those conversations. Like I said, he can be very, very charming when he turns it on, but he only has a, like he has a limited amount of juice uh, where that he's able to use to turn that on. Um, uh, and so it, that that's a problem for him. And like Brooke, I think he's worried about overplaying. And so he's feeling just a little bit too confident. All of the criticisms I had for Brooke, I have similar ones for Sheldon. I think he's more capable than Brooke. I think he's maybe even just a little bit smarter than her when it comes to playing the game. Um, but he does have these faults. He is just too, uh, too comfortable. Uh, he again, he set himself up and he's like, I don't want to overplay. And so I'm just kind of try to ride this for a little bit. He tries not to overextend. He, try, he says, look, I want to bring Hira in. I want to make that relationship, uh, but I don't want to overextend myself. I don't wanna have to manage too many things. Uh, we saw Tyler in Big Brother 20, right? Um, Tyler had 
Caitlin. He had Sam. He had level six. He had, uh, you know, he had all kinds of different people and things that he was trying to juggle and it really burnt him out. But he worked through it because if you're going to play that kind of game, you have to do the work Um, every single season. We say the same thing in the beginning of the season when Tyler is playing really hard. You and Melissa Brent are saying he's playing too hard. It's going to come crashing down. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And then we see that he succeeds. Right. Anthony, last season, uh, beginning of the season, we had a couple of people on the podcast. Come on and say, no, he's playing too hard. He's going to crash and burn. But we saw him succeed. Same thing with Dane. Same thing with Derek in season 16. Uh, It always happens. So there's a perception that overplaying will cost you. But in reality, if you are going to play this kind of game, that's the game that you need to play and you need to play it hard. You can't let your foot off the pedal. And that's what Sheldon is doing. But the, the biggest difference between him and Brooke is that he's not on the block and probably is not going to go home this week, right? It's not really any case where that happens unless he quits, which I don't see happening, right? So even if Brooke goes home, that's a hard lesson learned, and I think he can learn from it and play adapt accordingly, right? Even if Brooke stays, hopefully he'll eventually learn about what happened and what's been going on, and he'll be able to learn and adapt to the situation. If he does not learn and adapt, this score that I'm going to give him now will go down. If he does adapt, I think it has the uh, potential to go up. But for right now, I'm at a six here with Sheldon. Uh, very complicated thoughts on him as a player. I think he has a lot of potential, but he's he's just afraid to use it. So, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, many of those things that you said about Sheldon. The thing that he doesn't understand is he has to dance with the girl that brought him and to the dance. And he if you're going to overplay, if you're going to play a hard game like this, you have to continue to nurture that game and play that game. And it just seems like he's going in and out a little bit because he's worried about overplaying. Also, I have noticed that he has a low tolerance for bullshit, especially when it comes to to Min Lee like they were talking and he was just getting a little frustrated with her because she was like egging him on about like what he would do and who he would nominate and he was like eh, probably you or you know like are you like he was he he he, he held on for a little while and then she kept pushing at him pushing at him and eventually he was just like yeah I might nominate you okay like you know like it could be you who knows, who knows? I don't know just kidding just kidding but like uh, there, there wasn't I didn't feel like that Min Lee thought that there was a laugh there so uh, it is evident to me that, and this is a thing in Big Brother, like, oh my God, I don't know how many times I watched on Big Brother 16, Derek's constant, like, holding, um, what's, oh my God, what was her name? The chick, the one who ended up in third place. Victoria. Victoria, I want to say Veronica, and I knew that wasn't right, sorry. Victoria's, he held Victoria's hand and listened to all of her stupid bullshit, and eventually he was able to benefit from all of that that he put in, all of that work that he put into the game. I don't know if Sheldon is the type of guy who's able to do that. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give him a six and uh, I'm hopeful as Taryn is. This was my number one pick. I'm re- I really like the guy. The other thing that bugs me about him, and I just want to say it on the podcast, is that Jamar is so loyal to Sheldon. Sheldon is not loyal to Jamar as much as he is other people. And I'm kind of bummed by that. But he does feel very bad about it. At least. Oh, I'm sure that makes Jamar feel better. <laughs> Sheldon is, is like, he, he was actually really like, he's like, oh, Jamar's going to hate me after the show. It's going to be so bad. I God. feel so well, awful. Like, Jamar's going to hate you. Twitter <laughs> might hate you. God. 
Um, yeah, and this is also like a situation where like here I am being upfront about the fact that I really like Sheldon, uh, which means that if he starts doing well in the future, people are going to like discount all of my uh, you know uh, analysis <laughs> of him. And if he starts to do poorly and I'm critical of him, uh, they'll forget about it. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but but here we are with Sheldon. The audience actually higher on Sheldon than all of us. They gave him a seven. No. Oh. They like Sheldon. People like Sheldon. Sheldon also self-aware enough to say, no, we're definitely the villains here. Uh, people, they're going to hate us. Um, <laughs> Which is the reason why we don't hate him. Right. That is the reason why we don't hate him. I saw you tweet that out here and that was such a great, great observation. That is the reason why we don't hate you because you're not saying, oh, we're the good guys. Like we, we know people are rooting for us. Like, uh, like the people that say that are always the idiots oh, that we hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Vanessa. Let's, let's talk about Vanessa. Where do we stand on Vanessa? Um, Brent, let's start with you. Look, I have to tell you, in the history of Big Brother, I, in the history of Big Brother, let me say that again, okay? I have never seen a contestant who has been gifted with such a fabulous position in the game and then actively decided to torch that game left, right, and center. Like, this is not just a little bit of, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. She is willingly just taking gasoline and pouring it all over her game. And the thing is, I'm, I'm, I, I've seen this sort of thing before, as Taryn talked about it. Like, we, we, we remember Devon on uh, Big Brother 18 when she was between two pairs. We're thinking, how can, you, how can you not know that that's an amazing position? At least Devon I could follow her thought process. Now, it, w- it wasn't a thought process that I agreed with, but I understood it. Devon thought, oh, this is a terrible position for me to be in. So I need to do something about it, which makes sense if you go with the fact that she thinks it's a terrible position for her to be in, and thus she should do something about it. If, you, if you're in a terrible position, you should do something about it. But with Vanessa, she's in a fabulous position. She seems to th- like, I don't know what she thinks. She won't tell us what she thinks, but all of her plans are so nonsensical. Like, she'll do something with somebody and, like, try to incept the idea of, like, Minley trying to backdoor Kyle, and then it becomes a reality, but then at the same time, she's trying to get Kyle, who is loyal to her, against Minley, and she's making up things about Kyle, making up things about Minley, who at like 48 hours ago were her two closest allies in the house. The two people that loved Vanessa and liked her more than anything are Minley and Kyle. And yet Vanessa has done everything in her power to actively torch their games and her own game in the process. Now, let me say, is she actually as bad as the one that I'm giving her? Maybe. You can argue that. I'm going to argue that somebody like this who is in such a position of strength in the game and then just pours all of the fuel that she can all over it and screws herself over for no sense whatsoever deserves to get the worst possible score because you. what did you do with your time in the Big Brother game this week? You absolutely torched yourself. Okay? So... Have a paddle and have a seat. In fact, have several seats, Vanessa, because I can't understand what you're doing. Uh, There you go. Melissa, what are your thoughts? I, okay, so. What did you give Vanessa? Let me look. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to stick with it because okay. I'm I'm of the mindset for now. We'll see what happens later. But I think that Vanessa is playing a style of game that as long as it's not me, I'm cool <laughs> with whatever you guys are doing and I'm going to throw That's very, let me, That is sacrilegious that is to Sandra. Not, it's not what she's doing. <laughs> exactly. It's not what she's doing at all. Because if it was anybody but me, she wouldn't have actively gotten her two biggest allies to target each other. Uh, if it was anybody but me, she would have just sat back and let the game play out as it no, was. I think, more like, I think it's more like I want everyone to target everyone else as long as they're not targeting me. Like but they already means, weren't targeting her. But I think that's the key is that I think that's her thought process is like as long as everyone's targeting everyone else they're not thinking about me maybe she didn't need to do that but i'm just saying i think i refuse i refuse right i think that's what she's doing vanessa is this is coming from the same person who said that christy was uh, playing up the tears and i stand by my assessment has since admitted that she definitely was not doing that of course she's gonna say that Karen, you're snowed by her still. Um, yeah, and you know what? The earth is flat. Oh my god. Okay, for those of you who stuck around two and a half hours in the podcast, I'm so glad you're still with us. So this is what this is your reward right here. Okay. This is what you yeah. got is yeah. is startlingly amazing analysis from us. <laughs> so honestly, I'm just saying. I think I think I see it. I think I see what you're doing. <laughs> I, everyone says they don't get it. They don't get it. Well, let me tell you, this is brilliant strategy, and that's why I'm giving her a nine. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving her a nine, but that would be really funny. <laughs> um, she's getting a four from me, but uh, you know, okay. I do think I do think that like next week it could be real bad. But I I, I could see something. And you know what? Most of this, most of this four is for her social game. Uh, not necessarily her social game, but her social ability. I do feel like she's really good at like winning people over in conversations and like bonding with people in conversations. Obviously, maybe the next conversation, she like throws them under the bus or whatever. But I do feel like when I'm watching her on the feeds, even I'm tricked by being like, oh, so she does love men. Oh, so she does love so-and-so. Because she's like having this great conversation and a great rapport. And then obviously like the next second she's like talking bad about them to someone else. But I am I'm convinced and I'm sure that other people in the house are convinced when she's talking to them. So I, I could see a situation where things go well for her down the line once she like pulls it together. Now, I will say that uh, Taryn doesn't like my liberal use of the one paddle and people are annoying me, but also he was very perturbed with what Melissa was saying. So I'm curious to see like yeah, whose side of the middle he's more on. He's doing here. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I will say that she was just recently talking with Carol uh, saying she does not trust men, uh, that she, men is not somebody she trusts. She's willing to like <laughs> men brings her information and she likes that, but she does not trust men. Um, so Oh, uh, I guess Carol is her number one ally that she trusts and, and no, nobody else. Um, but uh, yeah. 
Here, here's the thing about about Vanessa. I, I talked about this a little bit this morning that uh, she really is like uh, she she really has forced me to apologize to Bella um, that I, we made fun of Bella for ratting out her allies left and right. Uh, but Bella never actively tried to get her allies to target each other. She ratted them out, which got them to target each other. But then she tried to stop it. She was like, oh, no, what have I done? Um, like this? That was bad. Uh, whereas Vanessa is like, oh, hey, Kyle, Min wants to backdoor you. Let's get her backdoored. And then she was like, oh, crap, Kyle tricked me. No, Min, Min, Kyle is bad. We should go against Kyle. And then goes back to Kyle and he's like, she's like, yeah, Min is coming for you because of what I said. And then back to Min, like, yeah, you got to watch out for Kyle. We got to get rid of Kyle. Like, just constantly and continues to throw fire, to, to throw wood on the fire uh, to make sure that they target each other. She just actively wants to get rid of her allies as often and, and as much as possible. Um, and that is far worse than what Bella did but and here's what I said this morning as well she has a much better social game than Bella does much more likable and has this sort of like built in uh, advantage that she is kind of like the small town uh, girl of the cast. Right. And people see her as straightforward and uh, and innocent. And Can I just stop you right there. I uh, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but like, don't you think that's all going to come back and bite yes. her, though? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I and because this is this is what this is like. I think that right now it's working for her, but I have no faith whatsoever that she is not going to somehow screw this up for herself. Uh, that she is she is somehow going to ruin everything that she touches, and it's all going to come crashing down. But for right now, she's not in immediate danger. She's not like uh, she's still in a, in, a, in a pretty well insulated spot until people finally start to realize what's happening. Um, so uh, you know, given how good a spot she's in and how good her social game has been to this point, uh, I can't go as low as a one. Um, but uh, because of how little faith I have in her ability in the game uh i am at a three for vanessa um that uh you know there's a like maybe a small chance that like she just stops being insane um and starts playing no uh, chance uh, you know what i heard at least you can only slide so far on barbed wire before you eventually get caught that's what i know i guess so um the audience is actually higher than all of us on vanessa Yay! the audience gave <laughs> vanessa a five out of ten um what? the audience uh yeah you know this it's the same people that gave her the the have not vote right like uh I guess. they're i think they're just as drawn in by her social games as the people in the house yeah you know plus as good. an agent of chaos who isn't in danger yet uh it's pretty compelling yeah well, i'll get behind it yeah, I'm seeing a lot of surprised reactions in the chat. Wow, we are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk <laughs> David, about... Oh my God. <laughs> let's talk about Min Lee. Idiots. <laughs> let's talk about Min Lee. Min Lee, uh, oh man, oh. saving, saving the best for last year. Min oh Lee and God. Jamar. You really um, are. Let's, let's talk Min Lee. Um, man, Min, Min uh, if, if we had done these ratings yesterday, I would have given Min like, uh, I don't know, like a four or five. Then today, as I was rating her, I was like, six at least i mean she's doing so well then she's talking about wanting to flip the vote and how she thinks she can keep it a secret and that she thinks she can work with chris after doing it and i'm like okay eh. <laughs> don't love that i really don't know where to go here with min um and so 
Look, I think that Min is in a good spot. And I think that she has some good instincts. I think that she plays hard and that's working for her right now. But she's kind of her own worst enemy at times um, that I, I talked about this on Twitter, that there's something that she does that I really like, which is that she constantly asks people to say to tell her, like, what, what do people say about me? What do people think about me? Um, and that's actually a pretty good way of getting like a, a barometer on the house's feelings for you. Uh, you hear from multiple different people. They're telling you different things that they've heard and different perceptions. That they, that they have or that people that they talk to have and it can be an indication of who they're talking to and and uh and and, and what that means for you as a player right so uh I, I like that about her game and i like that she's willing to go and talk to everyone and try to make connections to everyone now there is an issue i think one issue with her which is that she basically only talks game. She very rarely gets personal with people. Um, so she doesn't really have any personal relationships apart from perhaps Jamar, which quite frankly is uh, not really the same thing, right? If she talks game with most people but doesn't really get personal, then she talks like sexy eyes with Jamar and doesn't talk personal, right? Like uh there's still not much personal going on there um so uh so that's that's an issue for her another issue like i said she gets in her own way with all these plans and being so single-minded about wanting kyle out and wanting to maybe flip a vote that's really bad for her to flip a vote for uh so there are a lot of things holding her back i think like it's 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 crazy but she might be able to be somebody who is like a positive above average player get up there into the sixes i very nearly gave her that but uh this talk about flipping the vote just worries me and it looks like it might not happen but it still could happen and uh even that possibility is just too much for me to go up to that six so for me it's a five um but uh melissa where are you i'm a five as well and i just want to say i love minley i love her um i always gravitate towards the her feeds whenever she's on i always want to watch what she's doing i'm totally interested in her i have like I think it's also because like, I have no idea what to expect from her that it's just like, so interesting to me. Like it just draws me in and makes me want to watch it. I think she's funny and I think she's fun. And I do think, I do think she's pretty good socially. I will say though, that like when she gets into confrontations, I mean the confrontation with Maddie, when they were making up, it was like, okay, well, Minley would never just like admit she was wrong or admit she or say like, oh, I'm really sorry that you were hurt by that. Like, you know, whatever. It was just like, okay, well, I'm sorry you misinterpreted my joke. And it's like, it, it, that's not really a satisfying apology to anyone. So I feel like she could get into a lot of trouble in the future. Um, if she upsets people or if there's some sort of argument, I don't see a situation where she like backs down and is like, super apologetic and polite or whatever. Like, I just don't see that. But for now, I absolutely love her. Um, and I, I'm just, I just love watching her. And I, and I don't think that she's bad strategically. I think she maybe rubs some people the wrong way, but I think that overall, I think she's smart. So I'm excited to see what happens with her. Yeah, she is smart. The problem is that she keeps telling people that. Right? Like, that's like, that's, that's Min in a nutshell. She is smart and then brags about it. Like, so you, you're your own worst enemy. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Uh, look, I gave her the score earlier today, so it's going to be a little bit higher than normal. I gave her a six. I didn't give her a higher score than Suzanne. I gave her a six. Um, I absolutely agree with Melissa. I love Suzanne. Or I love Suzanne. I love Suzanne, too. I love Min Lee. Min Lee is absolutely fantastic. I really wanted to give her a score of infinity. I don't know if you guys like ever were in math class and the teacher would like divide you into teams and 
like they would ask you to give factors of certain numbers. And so every, like each team would like try to give prime numbers because the factors of prime numbers are like only the numbers themselves and the number one. And eventually some idiot in the audience would eventually give the number zero. And of course, like the factors of the number zero are like every number in the universe. And so that team would win by a score of infinity. That's what I wanted to give Min here was a score of infinity. She is absolutely everything that I wanted. What did you say? That was such a specific example that I totally couldn't relate to. And oh, you couldn't relate to it. I thought you got it. No, I was I like, just, oh my God, I, I love you. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, that is so specific. <laughs> she wins by a score of infinity in my heart. But in reality, it's a, it's a six for me, which is a higher score than Melissa and uh, Taryn gave her. So I felt pretty good about that. Look, I think she's incredibly smart. Like She says she's smart, but I really do think that she is smart. Okay. And I know that she says it, but. I feel like there are other fish to fry. I, I don't really feel like that Minley is going to go up on the block. I really don't think that people are going to try and get her up. Maybe if Maddie gets HOH, maybe that might happen. But even Maddie, I feel like, has other fish to fry at this point. Min does have, even though she's kind of a bitch and she owns it, she can be a little catty and she owns it. I do feel like that she has an ability to relate to people on a very honest level where they kind of know that she's like that, but they know that she's not great at lying to them so they're more inclined to trust her i don't know i'm looking for adjectives to give her uh, a positive response here when she does have some faults in, in her game but i'm probably papering over many of her faults in an effort to pump her for score a little bit based on what i saw in the latter part of the day because she was making some moves that maybe weren't exactly for her best case scenario but anyway uh, it's a six for me, and uh, who knows? I, I'm just excited to have her on this season. I'm praying she lasts for a long time. Oh, yeah. we're frozen? Oh, we were no, frozen. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you also gave her a higher score than the audience, who uh, who was sided with uh, Melissa and myself. Okay. That's they not gave too her bad. a five. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Minley gonna end up there at a five. I was excited to give her a six too. I was like so ready to come in. Like, guys, seriously, we're sleeping on <laughs> Minley. Uh, but oh, man, the, the, this whole flipping conversation really yeah, but uh, I, I feel like my she, expectations. I feel like we're we're gonna be okay though because I feel like that the, the house is going to save her from herself like she shouldn't be flipping exactly. here and you've convinced me of that and i feel like the house like you need a little luck in big brother i feel like she's going to get a little luck the house won't flip and thus she won't flip and screw herself over yeah all right let's move on to jamar uh brent let's let's start with you on jamar also gave jamar a six i didn't give him a highest a highest score as sue but i think that jamar is absolutely fantastic and again i have listened to the house guests for the past you know what 96 hours or so i don't think one time have i heard somebody say that they want to come for jamar i have heard almost everybody else at one time be considered targets for various people i have not heard jamar as oh my god we need to get jamar out i've not heard that from anybody and not only that he's actually really smart he's really smart and he talks to the camera and he lets us know what he's thinking i feel like he has a good uh, place in the game right now where he's sort of class clown, but enough people trust him that he does have their respect. And so I'm really excited about what Jamar is giving us. I'm, I'm, I'm just again so happy that these people are on our screen and we get to live with them for so long. So it's a six for me for Jamar. All right, Melissa. I love Jamar. I absolutely love Jamar. He's so fun to watch. I he actually makes me laugh out loud when I watch his stuff. Like I will like seriously crack up watching him i mean when he talks to the camera when he's uh you know that one scene where he was he very kiss minley 
But like he first looked over at Sheldon and like did a face so that Sheldon like covered his eyes and then like <laughs> Len like kissed her and just like kept leaving the room and coming back and kissing her. I was cracking up, especially because Minley was like, why are you covering your eyes? Sheldon, why are you mad? I, it was so funny. If you haven't seen that, it, there's clips of it on YouTube and places, I'm sure. So just like go watch it because it's so funny. Um, and then his, his chats to the camera are, I just kept thinking about Zach Rantz. And Dr. Will, because both those guys love talking with the camera. He does the whole like dancey thing that that uh, Zach Rance does and like the kind of like, oh, I'm wild and out there kind of thing. But then the, does the kissing to the camera and like the having the camera follow him around like Dr. Will. I honestly like it. Uh, so fun. So entertaining. I love him and Min Lee together. Like, yes. I, it's just honestly. And the show, so Melissa, the show doesn't know what to do with them. I swear. They don't no, know what yeah. to do. Like, this is like, like real tea. Like, it's like, uh, it's after midnight right now. This is a grudge fuck. That's what I feel like these two are. Like, they, <laughs> they're so they are, interesting. There's so much anger and passion between them and love. Like, it's so weird that it's, it's all so like wrapped crazy. into one. I love Ugh. it so much because, you know, and you know, like, I am not a showman person. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I I feel like the only time I really like showmances is when it's like a will they or won't they like what are they doing with kind of flirting but we don't know like that's what interests me like I mean honestly I'll be honest I like the Zanky showmance I mean even though that wasn't really a showmance like I was intrigued by it because I was like I don't know what's gonna happen like oh my god like oh Zach's gonna sleep in Frankie's bed tonight in an HOH room like I didn't know what was happening and I feel like that's the case with Minley and Jamar where it's like they're talking and like flirting about how like, you know, oh, join me in my bed tonight. Like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Are they going to? I don't know. I just feel like it's it's interesting to me. And and a showman's to me that's interesting, that's fine with me. A showman says boring. That's just like, oh, we're two hot people and we're just like boring and just going to kiss or something. Like, that's lame. I want I want this sort of like passionate, like, I don't know what's going to happen, showman. I love it. Anyway, this is so unlike me. I know. But I really like, <laughs> I really like Jamar. Really like Min Lee. Love them together. And I'm giving Jamar a six. All right. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll have a, a little bit of a controversial opinion there. I, I love Jamar. I love Min Lee. Uh, I, I've, the, the, the showman's thing does nothing for me. I, I, it's, it's, really? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. How you dare you? So crazy, Karen. <laughs> dare you? I, I, like, no, okay, they, like they want to hook up. Like, that's fine. Like, that's, it's, that's it's not, not interesting to me. That. It's not about that, Taryn. It's about, like, the, the tension of, like, we like each other, but we can't be seen together. But like, we're gonna <laughs> fight. We're gonna like, we're gonna kind of like flirt, but also be rude to each other. I don't other know. I just feel like, like I graduated you know. high school. Like, I feel like I'm done yeah, with that. Totally. You know, like, Aaron, totally. <laughs> it's I don't know. fun. Melissa, I wanted I to ask you this. I don't, I don't like dislike it. It just, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, Melissa, as myself, as a lover of men, okay, uh, does Jamar's personality make him more? Charming or less charming? I'm just curious. I think his personality is is fun. I think that yeah. like he's unpredictable and uh -huh. like he just will say stuff where you're like, wait, what? Why you? Why did you say that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like it's it, that sort of personality, like without the like humor and like funniness, like that. I don't know. I I'm not usually a huge fan of that, but I feel like the fact that like he's kind of like flirty and fun. Like you, you can't really tell where he's going with things. And I just feel like he's entertaining. And so I, I really like his personality. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you normally, I hate that sort of thing, but I feel like it's same with Zach Rance. Like I loved Zach Rance, 
But like normally that sort of personality like really rubs me the wrong way. So I was like, I, I did not expect like Zach, but then you like kind of get to know him and you really like, I don't know, you're drawn to him. And so I feel like I see a Zach Grant sort of personality in Jamar. All right. Uh, well, I can tell you that the audience gave Jamar a six. They agreed with you two. Uh, I, though, disagree. I am uh, I'm higher on Jamar than you guys. Uh, in fact, I almost went with an eight for Jamar. Uh, I really like what he's doing in the oh, house. Good. I saw somebody in the chat uh, say that they that, that he reminds them of JC and I actually think that's a great comparison um, game wise. I think that like he's kind of like this wild card uh, who is a little bit too loyal to somebody that's not loyal back uh, who everybody trusts with information even though they absolutely shouldn't um, who is able to go around and rat people out all the time um, and if he has a similar trajectory I think that he can be more successful than JC was. Um, and I, I think I think that's I think that's a possible route for him. Um, he 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 doesn't come off as a gamer, even though he is. He's got the maliciousness, the deviousness of somebody like JC. Um, and uh, and that's going to work well for him. Uh, the fact that he's able to uh, relay information to people when he needs to. He's seen as a valuable source of information. He's seen as a valuable ally. Uh, I think his biggest fault right now is just how bold and open he is about targeting people in particular Kyle um it's not bad because the house backs him up but if the house wasn't backing him up I think he'd still be doing it uh and that would be a scarier prospect um but similar to Min Lee I think that like uh the situation is helping him out a bit and so uh I think that as the season continues uh that he will continue to grow and get better at this um and even though his connect now, I think the reason I didn't go with an eight for Jamar is that he is most loyal to Sheldon and Sheldon is not most loyal to Jamar. And that's bad for him right now. But if Sheldon loses Brooke uh, or um, like finds out that Kyle is a goner or decides he needs to reevaluate because he will need to soon because of what Vanessa did, I can see Sheldon moving in more with Jamar. And if that happens, a Sheldon and Jamar actual pairing there where they're actually working together and sharing information and, uh, you know, uh, actually teaming up and, and orchestrating things together. I think that can be a very dangerous duo. Uh, with Jamar's social ability and uh, boldness combined with Sheldon's mind and uh, and, and charm, uh, I th- I think that they could do really uh, well together. So, um, I I think that there's a lot of potential here for Jamar. I really like what he's doing. I am actually, uh, you know, I think Sue is like a solid seven, and Jamar is a high seven, and so Jamar is my uh, my top rated player of uh, of the week here, uh, and that's how I feel. But you guys disagreed, and so he's going to average at a six. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get he's in my top three. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we have for the ratings. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is definitely a very long one. This weird is it really got away from us here. Um, but that's what happens. There's a lot to talk about. Also, we got a we got a bit of a, a slow Late start. start, a 40 minute um, delay at the beginning. Let's be real. Yeah. So uh, there are other questions on the survey. I want to try and uh, run through those uh, quickly if uh, if we can just uh, to get through them. Uh, I asked every week how you would rate the episodes of the show this week uh, a 
6.5 is what we got, which is uh, these numbers are startlingly high after a season of Big Brother 21. Uh, how would you rate the feeds this <laughs> week? We're so desperate. <laughs> uh, yeah. 7.77 uh, is how people would rate the feeds. Very high here. Uh, how would you rate the season as a whole so far? 7.56. So uh, pretty positive, especially in comparison to um, the, the latest seasons that uh, have been uh, have been going on here. I asked you to rank the players from your favorite to your least favorite. I think the top and the bottom are pretty easy to guess. Uh, we've got uh, Sheldon up at the top, the favorite uh, so far, and Kyle down at the bottom, followed very closely by Carol. Kyle and Carol down there at the bottom. Um, Jamar, second place. Brooke, third place. Min Lee, fourth place. And Suzanne fifth place uh that's the top five not super surprising there uh we then we got angie and john luke and michael down at the bottom um so nothing too surprising but we'll see how this progresses across the season um i asked who you voted for uh, to get the have not pass majority went vanessa there not surprising that's what happened um i asked should production have let carol leave when she wanted to quit 70 percent said yes let her leave girl bye uh, should production have let Nico leave when he wanted to quit? 80% said yes. <laughs> let him leave. Um, I asked strategically who is the best person for Chris to have targeted this week with his HOH. Uh, most people agreed with Chris's move. They said Michael, 44%. Um, the next highest was Min. They thought he should have targeted Min. 15% said that. Oh, and then third place was Sheldon. They thought uh, Sheldon was maybe somebody that should have been targeted. Um, we then had, uh, I asked you to rate the twists. How did you feel about the first week twist with a fan vote and no HOH? I think this is the first time I've ever seen this. It was a positive rating. Just it was over 50 percent is a rating out of 100. Uh, Zero is hate it. 100 is love it. This was smack dab in the middle. 58. So just a little bit of like. Eh, meh. (laughs) Like, uh, I think that's it wasn't bad. It's like, yeah, eh, eh, I I mean, I would deal with it. Yeah, I didn't love the fact that they, you know, made him feel bad and said, you know, Canada basically hates you, which of course is not what really happened, but that's how they perceived it. I could have done without that, as I talked about on the show with Rob, but whatever. It was otherwise. Other than that, I thought it was done pretty well. All right. Then I asked about the uh, the HOH can't compete in the veto rule um, that we had this last season in Big Brother Canada Seven. Uh, they had it again this season. This is a little bit negative. This is uh, about a forty out of a hundred on the scale of love it, uh, hate it to love it. So this is more like a. Eh, eh. That's, that's how I interpret the 40. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So then who do you want to be evicted this week? Eighty percent said Michael. Rather Michael leave than Brooke. All right. Uh, so that was the that was the rest of the survey there. By the um, way, um, I told Stacked I, w- I would ask how many people completed the survey this week, Karen. Uh, we just about we just about hit a thousand here for okay. um, for Big Brother Canada. Oh, just oh, just over a thousand actually. Um, so that's uh, not bad for Big Brother Canada. We can do better. Yes. But uh, Big Brother US usually hits uh, those those big numbers. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend take the survey, make your make your opinion heard. You know, oftentimes uh, these things, the, the more the people vote, the, the, you can make a difference. These numbers change. Some of them are very close. Um, you know, if you really wanted Michael to be down at a two, he was only uh, you know, four hundredths of a point away. You could have made it happen with your vote, but you didn't vote. So now he's a three. That's how it works. Um, all right. 
so that's what we have uh, now. If you want to play in the Stockwatch, there's a place that you can go. Um, you can go to the link is now live. Uh, RealityStockwatch.com. RealityStockwatch.com. All one word. RealityStockwatch. RealityStockwatch.com. Okay. Um, you can go there. You can sign in via a social media account. Like and Facebook or Google or Twitter Facebook, or something. Google, Twitter. Yay. Uh, Twitch. Okay. Um, wh- whatever you want. Uh, and uh, through that link, you will be able to play in the Stockwatch. You will be given your $200. Every week, you will get an additional 20 Um, You can buy and sell shares uh, of all of these players. The prices are now live. The ratings are in. Um, you, it will do the math for you as you add shares. Uh, so you will see how much money you have and how much you can spend. Um, and, uh, you, there's also a projections page. So you can go to the projections page and you can see what will happen with each player's price given a specific rating in the following week. So if you look at somebody like, uh, Michael, who is given a three right now, uh, if he's given a six next week, what will his price be? You can try to predict it that way gives you a little bit more information about who you might want to buy. Um, and so some cool stuff. There is going to be a leaderboard there. Um, there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, lots of stuff. It's, it's still a work in progress. Features will continue to be added as we go along. Um, we're definitely, and you know, we're trying to get this, uh, perfect. Um, but this is the launch. So, uh, you know, I apologize if anything goes wrong. Um, but, uh, but this should be very fun. Uh, we did also revise the formula. Um, so, uh, I spent days locked in a basement, basically, uh, not in a basement really, but locked in a, in a house, uh, just like, um, <laughs> like, uh, like the, like the always sunny thing, just like with a whole board of things in front of me. Uh, it's far too complicated now to actually explain in any sort of meaningful way. Uh, so, but, but that's what the projection page is there for. So you can see the working of the, the practical effect of the formula, but the basics of the formula are that if a player does well, a positive rating is considered six or above. If they do well, then they will receive various bonuses. They will be doing well. Their price will be better. If they do poorly, which is a four or below, then that will uh, cost them. They, they will build, uh, accumulate uh, penalties. And um, basically, the, the, the formula accounts for the fact that if a player has a history of low ratings, then it's going to be a little more skeptical about them, even if they move up one week. Um, I like it. And if they have a history of high ratings, uh, they will start to level out that uh, like, OK, you're consistently good. That's great. Um, but are you going to continue to do better or are we going to start to look at other players who are like moving up? Um, so different things. But you can always look at the projections page to see, um, you know, uh, what, what's going to happen each week. So um, I, I'm very excited about this. I hope you guys enjoy the website uh hopefully this works for you i will tweet out the link as well um so that you can see it there uh but this should be fun so we're going to see how it goes looks very fun very snazzy taryn i'm very excited to play this snazzy yes, yes. Uh, just a simple question I, I i don't mean to put you on the spot but given that we can log in through facebook and twitter and whatever like are there going to be like possibilities that people could create like five different accounts because i want to beat these people fair and square so i'm, I'm going to win this year <laughs> 
Um, I, I, w- I would discourage people from making multiple accounts. Um, I think we will I, find you. I, I don't. I don't know if it's possible. I think it. it I, I don't. I don't know. Is 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 the real answer? I'm sure okay. a dedicated person could find a way to do it. Um, but I would discourage people from making multiple accounts. Um, you certainly are. You know, if I see two people who are the same, uh, you know, you're not going to get credit, right? Uh, right. So um, now that doesn't mean that like if you lose, if you lose like all your money, like you can you can join back in. You're just going to lose out on profits that you made before. Right. Um, but but one thing that I want to do with this is that now that you have an account, which will keep track of your overall net worth, that we can start to track you across multiple seasons. And so even if you don't win this season, it doesn't mean you're out of the game. The the money that you end the season with will still accumulate in your overall uh, career of Stockwatch Ooh. performance, right? And we'll have an overall leaderboard as well. So, uh, so you know, also discourages you from, I think, making really risky plays, right? Because you don't want to lose everything because it's not a winner winner take all kind of thing. You, you, you can accumulate over the course of seasons. So, uh, lots of fun stuff to uh, to play with as we go. Very much uh, looking forward to all of it. Uh, this has been a long podcast, but thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Any final thoughts here, uh, Brent or Melissa? Uh, Melissa, I'm just so excited to watch this season with such a diversity. Uh, diversity and likability within this cast is just off the charts. I am so excited. Um, the thing that really uh, pops out at me is just the unpredictability, uh, the absolute chaotic nature of so many of these people. They just have no idea. Their, their minds are working a thousand miles a minute. And we are the beneficiaries of that. And I think we are just so lucky to have the Brother Canada 8 on our screens right now. Yes, I'm very excited to see how the rest of the season goes. I'm excited to see who we end up hating and who we end up loving and what ends up happening. So this will be this will be fun. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Terran. Make sure you do that uh, so that uh, you can find the survey when it is tweeted out. Uh, again, I will also um, tweet out the link to the Stockwatch site. Um, you can find Brent at One Lucky Gay, and you can find Melissa at It's Melissa with three of those A's. Um, make sure you tune in tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, where I will update everything that happens today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. And then uh, Thursday night, we will be back to recap the eviction episode of the show. Um, and of course, uh, also Thursday, I will be live with a Survivor podcast. Uh, this week, I'm going to be talking with Matt Hoffman about this week's uh, Winners Woo! at War episodes. Make sure you check that out, as, along with all of the other great Survivor coverage that's happening with Rob Sesternino of Rob has a podcast, uh, bro, you know? Um, so thank you once again for joining us so much. I love you. <laughs> And I'll see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.